Okay, hi everybody. Welcome to the fifth episode of Tea Time with Olay. I'm real excited because this is my my inaugural episode of being in people's business, like really truly living up to the name, right? Tea Time with Olay. In other words, let me get all the tea on Alex. <laughs> so my very first sacrificial lamb is Alex, otherwise known to everybody that knows him because he is TikTok famous. LOL overruled. Alex, please unmute yourself. Hello. Can you hear me? <laughs> yes. Wow. Thank this you. This is really exciting. I <laughs> am like a boomer. I don't know how to use any of this technology. And I love that. I love I love all your texts. Like, how does this work? <laughs> uh, okay, Alex, I have like so I've come up with ridiculous questions I'm gonna ask you, and I also have a series of ridiculous questions from other people. And I'm also going to let people ask you questions. Um it is a good time. It is a fun time. The audience is always great. I want you to know right now up front, because you will probably hear from it. We have um, our resident troll, Hussein. I, I would not be just expect. If you see Hussein, um, Hussein on the callers list at any point in time, just please ready yourself. <laughs> but this is going to be okay. a ball. All Got right. It. So Understood. I'm going to start with this. Somebody on Twitter said this, and I was like, oh, I think that's actually an excellent an excellent point. Someone said that you can find out everything you need to know about someone by asking them their position on Serena Williams. So that's where we're starting. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Um, Serena Williams. Uh, nothing but respect for Serena Williams. <laughs> I will say, okay, I will say my, like, one of my favorite online things is, like, I always think it's funny that uh, dudes will be like, I could get a point against Serena Williams. Oh my god! <laughs> like I do find that objectively funny. Like I think it's, I think it's kind of funny when people get mad at it because it always makes me laugh when people say that. But uh, no, I don't know. I mean, she's cool. Um, isn't she married to like the Reddit guy? Yes, I was actually at a, I was at a brunch the other day where he was at the table next to me. Oh, right. Oh, wait, is it a Alexis? Is it a, oh, it, right, 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 right. Yes. Look at me knowing everybody. I business. think he responded to a tweet of mine once for something that I, I was I don't know. It was about I, I don't know. I think he was deep I think he was like into the board ape stuff, like the NFT or something. I don't know. Um I actually once got into two two ex boyfriends ago. I got into a huge fight with my ex boyfriend who was a raging misogynist because Somebody else was called a misogynist. Some white guy for being like every he was like every male tennis player in the world could beat Serena Williams. <laughs> that, yes, and, and and my misogynist ass boyfriend is like at the time is like mad because they called that misogynist, and I was like, well, well, yeah. Right? <laughs> it is. Let me and then he was like, also, if I trained for like a year, I could get a point against her. <laughs> yes. Like, they're fucking ridiculous. No, I'm so. pretty sure she could actually just straight up kill me. Like, with like with one punch. I would um, absolutely. <laughs> I would just instantaneously die. Absolutely. Um, okay, my next question, and I've decided I'm about to make this a question that I ask everybody whose business I decide to be in for the rest of the of the show. If you had to marry a politician, like a like an actual established politician that we know about, to, uh, by tomorrow, tomorrow in order to live, who would it be? Um, 
I'm trying to think strategically here. <laughs> like, I'm thinking a little bit outside the box. I don't know exactly people's angle on this. I'm honestly, I'm thinking Diane Feinstein because she's like pretty old. And I think, <laughs> and I'm sure she's like really rich. So I'm trying to get in to get that inheritance and get I, out. You know I'm what I mean? Fucking screaming. Yeah. And also, the, uh, <laughs> it's kind of messed up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I'm just gonna leave it at that. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm just gonna leave it at that. I'm as I'm trying to do the shortest bid possible. Yeah, it's like, uh, <laughs> how can well, I get the most let's say, I think I would be able to like live my life however I wanted and hang out with Diane, and then she, you know, and then I'd be like, I'd have all the money, so that's cool. It wouldn't. It's not. You know, it's not. That's not an ideological thing. I'm not interested in her politics, obviously. But... <laughs> I plan I plan to up the ante right now. Okay. Fuck Mary Kill. Okay. Andrew Tate, Ben Shapiro, oh. Oh, and God. Elon Musk. Oh my God. Um <laughs> I guess <laughs> I mean I think I think Kill, Andrew Tate. Yes. But I mean he's kind of already dealt with. But like <laughs> right. Yeah, he's like washed at this point. Um <laughs> I love how hard this is because all the choices. Oh, you know are what? Fine. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, this is fine, I guess. Yeah, I say kill Mary kill Andrew Tate. Um uh fuck Ben Shapiro because I think yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I think you know. First of all, let me cute. just tell you right now. <laughs> if and there's then, one person I can bet is going right? to perform, it's And then uh, this is the. I mean, the fuck thing is like, all right, whatever. But uh, marry Elon Musk so I could divorce him. That's what we're. So I can make him even more divorced. Yes, <laughs> it's for the money. <laughs> it's for the money. Look, these are all just money making schemes. At the end of the day, you're just putting these in front of me, and I'm figuring out how to get. You know, I got to get the, the bag most... out of it. Yeah. So now that I've asked you all these sexual questions, I guess um, the question that makes sense to, to start us off with is before I start letting uh, the audience ask you things, because I already know where it's going to go before I even get to their submitted questions. How does it feel to be so sexualized? <laughs> like, because honest to God, I don't, I genuinely, you know, I laugh about it too all the time, but I genuinely do not know a man that is just as sexualized or more sexualized than me as a woman, but I literally have seen them give it up about your mustache like they do about my titties for the last two days now. And I'm like, this is crazy. Yeah, it's, it's intense. It's a stash. It's a mustache, y'all. What's it doing for y'all? Why is it so pornographic for you? <laughs> I don't know. It's very, It's carry, it carries a lot. People were really, really upset when I shaved most recently. It was like the first time I shaved in two years and I got a lot of upset messages <laughs> from people. Like, who people felt a strong attachment to it in a way that I didn't fully understand. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty weird. Um, wait, what was the question? How like, does it feel to be this sexualized, Alex? Uh, I just, like, don't think about it that much because it's, like, too weird. So I just, I'm like, it's cool. I get, I someone sent me a message today and I went and I scrolled up on Instagram and this dude has sent me 14 unanswered messages uh, and the message that the most recent message that he sent me was like, Hey, 
had a sex dream about you last night like just wanted just like wanted to let you know and i'm like okay like i didn't obviously i didn't respond but i'm just like <laughs> scrolling in the messages i'm like how at a certain point you know you have to chill you, or just like are you gonna stop but i think that <laughs> i don't know uh you know I don't know. I don't really hold myself <laughs> above other men because I like don't think that I'm any good either. But I think men specifically sending me things has made me hate men in a in a totally different way than I ever did. I honestly, <laughs> not that I, I don't love you are my friend, so I do not love that for you. But I do love that for you in terms of <laughs> the oh, it's just a different perspective, like, I guess. Men like, suck, yeah. <laughs> or at least like the intense the intensity of it is like pretty strange but people are also like so unhinged on the internet like you can't i don't know you know like i always imagine like standing next to somebody in line at the post office and it's like would you say this to somebody at the post office and i know some people are sickos mm-hmm. and like <laughs> they would <laughs> but like i think most people most people are not gonna like you know say something really disgusting to you or it's just like weird on tiktok too because there's just like certain comments that people make like sexualizing comments that people make for everybody like on commenting on people's like you know anatomy or stuff like that and i do i mostly just like ignore it across the board but like i do think it's kind of fucking weird yeah, you know? it is kind of weird, right? Like, yeah, it is. I mean, it very like much it's become is. a, and it's and I think it's weird too because if for for the younger for like Gen Z, which there's a lot of like older like isn't Gen Z up to like 24 at this point or 20s or something like that? Like, oh um, but for I think the Gen Z and also especially like the next generation, I don't I don't know things feel even crazier online. Yeah. It, you know, I don't know though. But like also maybe I'm just like an old man and I'm like, "Oh, back in my day, we just had a forum where we harassed people, you know, one at a time or something." I don't know. <laughs> one at a time. <laughs> we only did the harassment one at a time, you know. <laughs> no, honestly, that's that's very much so facts. But I was looking at you, honestly, if I the responses that I got in asking to ask you questions really valid. Like really did a lot for me not freaking myself out anymore because I think there's a part as a woman when you get like so hypersexualized when you put up then you post something it makes you feel a little bit like guilty like responsible like oh did I put out this content because there's a way people make it seem like you are like you're trying to feed them things to sexualize you but it's like yeah oh, for like sure this. for yeah. sure yeah Sometimes I am <laughs> but not all the time you know <laughs> Not like well, on a, not like a selfie that's like me with like, you know, my cat or something where I'm like, hey, like, it's my cat. And then it's, you know, people are saying really gross shit. Bro, I posted, let me tell you how I know it's not you and anything you're doing. I posted the most wholesome photo of us. And I said, what question should I ask Alex tomorrow? I'm thinking, I am looking at a question right now that says, what that bussy do? Like, why y'all like this? Why, why are you? Why yeah, do you have to be this way? Well, they just want to know what to do. So <laughs> Yeah, so you, you do have several of those. You have let me just give you your your top your top inappropriate ones or your three. Let me give these good ones. What that bussy do? That's one. Two, top or bottom. Oh yeah. <laughs> and three, why do so many sickos flock to you? One of says says one of said sickos. I, she admitted this. I really appreciate that. Or they they admitted this. Because I don't know who said it. <laughs> 
I guess I like try to be comfortable being. I I I don't know. Like your person, the person you are online is like you know, not totally you. It's like an approximation of you. Yeah. It, so, but I feel like maybe I'm a little bit unhinged. Like the one thing that someone said to me a couple of years ago that I thought that still stuck with me and I think is so funny was they were like, I don't know. I don't know if you are like blazing a new path, like as like a lawyer who's like online shit posting or like a, you're a, you know, you're soon to be a cautionary tale. And I'm like, probably a cautionary tale, but like, <laughs> I'm crying. <laughs> hopefully yeah. not anytime soon. <laughs> not even here a little bit. How close do you think, um, you're real anybody meets in real life like you are to their the internet the internet version your persona online well it's like i don't walk around saying like i feel like people don't <laughs> i mean i have no idea i feel like people think that i'm like not professional in like a courtroom or, or they think that i'm like saying crazy shit uh, <laughs> and not just being like to myself uh not you know just like going through my day like a like most regular people do like, I think yeah. they think that I'm, like, you know, saying crazy shit, which, like, no. When I hate meeting new people because I don't like meeting new people. <laughs> I, I, I think I'm actually, um, I think I'm more OD in real life than I even am online. <laughs> like, yeah, I think that's true. Alex. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Alex is like, yeah, I know you definitely. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> like, yeah, I feel like. I feel like I'm definitely, um, anybody who meets me in real life, I'm definitely giving a, a lot of this. To be honest, I think, I think I'm one of the few people, like, especially people who, like, if they're online or they clap back or they say something in a really strong voice, like, I think I'm the only person, like, you'll get cursed out even worse than I curse you out online <laughs> in real life. Um, actually, today I ran into, I had said it on Leftist Mafia earlier than this, and this, I think, I think this is really, um, solidified me looking like my most unhinged version i'm always fried on leftist mafia so anybody who watched Left leftist mafia already has an idea of me as a fried bitch right so then today i go to go to the bodega alex i'm walking i have on like a big i look just i look like um the bird lady from from central park yes <laughs> like that in home alone i got on a big red sweater big big sweat pads big brown coat butt on top of my head but no she's bras. the style now yes That's no. like the style now Yes, a hundred percent. Like it's like like a bun like hanging off one side of my head. No no bra, titties swinging, and I see this like pit bull on the road, and I'm like, "Hi, dog! Hey, dog!" And the owner that is like getting ready to pull the dog like goes, "A lion me?" And I was, I look up, and they're like, "I'm like, oh, where?" And like thinking where I know them from, and they're like, "No, you don't know me. I just watched Leftist Mafia," and I was like. Yep, this is gonna this is gonna solidify. It's like she sees me on their fried. This is a, I'm like I'm not even fried right now, but it's definitely giving fried bitch walking when, the street, he's swinging, talking to dogs. I was having a full combo with her dog too. Like you a good dog, dog. And I look up like mm. when we went out to get drinks. Um, I mean, I think we both drank a lot, and also yeah, you were also smoking. <laughs> but they, but and you were like, oh, you want to hit this? It's like. 400 percent thc or something like yeah. i don't remember what you said i was like no i'm gonna have a panic attack uh, and there was a point where like eventually we like left the bar and we went to this diner and we walked yeah. in and i like walked up to the front of the diner to like try to get a table and you literally just like busted into the diner and walked right past and just like sat down at a table that <laughs> it was like oh god 
You know what's fucking hilarious about that? You know what's big jokes about really, really proves that I'm me? Because I never even, like, I never took note of that moment. Like, this is the first time I'm learning that I was supposed to wait somewhere. Because <laughs> I, like, I walked only in and remember I was like, hello. <laughs> We'd like a table. <laughs> you just, like, walked in and sat down. <laughs> like, bro, feed me. You know I'm here. You know what's up? <laughs> like, you, you know it's really good. Um, okay, let me see. Should I, should I let somebody, do you want to take a question from someone? Are you, yeah, are you ready good. for this, Alex? I guess so. <laughs> you said it like, oh, I guess I'm ready. <laughs> guess so. Can you somebody that I wronged in the past? Right. Oh, someone actually, I just want to say this. One of my favorite followers, one of my favorite followers today said to me, could you please ask him to unblock me? And I asked her what she did. And I said, <laughs> I was like, nah, I'd block people for less. <laughs> like, I can't. I love you. But uh, I've got to stand by his choices to block you, friend. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Carly, unmute, your, unmute yourself, Carly. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> um. Hi. You. Hi. Oh my god, I'm like a low key in love with you. I'm married. Oh. Um, boy. Okay. <laughs> Alex, nice to meet you. Um, love nice your shit. You. Gotta say, I'm uh. You know, I'm kind of with you on this. I don't know about the call-in shit. I literally have been trying to access the call-in business for the entirety of her series. Only tonight did I figure it out. Um, <laughs> well, but, um Yeah. Yeah, you know, figuring things out. Uh, but I don't even know what I was, like, trying to ask in specific to you, Alex. Um I would like okay. to get a better photo of your uh, mustache, um, but <laughs> I think my video, oh, yeah, yeah. I think my video editor's in here, so he can send you a couple. He of is of Sherlock. Yeah, Sherlock, you can just send over some photos. Uh, yeah, Sherlock, let's get it. Let's get it going. You know, <laughs> if you got a proper mustache, that's like all that matters, right? Like my grandpa, yeah. like he. He, like he had like shave his mustache one time, and I did not know who the man was. You know, like a, a like a sliver lip. But... You know, I don't. I don't know if I does my daddy have a mustache. Funny enough, my dad actually. <laughs> I, I, like, I think my daddy actually got all the bitches, which is interesting because my daddy is my height. Um, but women, women, my daddy got a bunch of a bunch of babies look like me. So I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> women liked my daddy. I'm like me too. <laughs> Bro, I got brothers I found out when I was 16. <laughs> <laughs> What's your question, Carly? I mean, honestly, I like, so this, again, this is my first time calling in. So I did not really have a question in like line for like, Alex specifically. I just want to say what the fuck's up. Um, you're amazing. I love you. I cannot wait for your YouTube show. Thank I you. am the absolute worst. Yes. I mean, I'm the absolute worst. I, I kind of just do YouTube, but I'm a little bit of a psychopath. I like, I work from home and I work in higher education. So I'm definitely just absolutely jaded. Um, but I, you know what? I did have a question for you, Ola. Uh, like, is okay. it okay, hun? Like, yeah, okay. I mean, oh, sure. Yeah. No problem. <laughs> yeah. Alex, like, you know, you know, just like, just fuck off, Alex. It's okay. I'm just kidding. I'm totally joking. <laughs> Story of my life. The minute I put Carly up to speak, I was like, oh, good, good. Someone's going to talk to Alex. And I started like rolling a blunt. (laughs) (laughs) Girl, roll that blunt. (laughs) But I have a little bit of a hashy in the middle of it. (laughs) So, what's your question for me, boo? 
Um, well, so I don't know, like, um, in terms of like, so I work in higher education and it, it literally ruins my life. I'm a massive fan of everybody you're on leftist mafia with. Um, and I, oh, by the way, I just, I hate Robbie. So I've eat <laughs> dick and die, but like, I'm sorry. Like, oh my God, my husband hears me like talk about him and he's like, honey, I know I get it. Like, you don't need to tell I me. I get it. You don't need to tell me. I think you need to stop watching like Rising. And this was like a year ago and I stopped watching Rising. <laughs> but I mean like so when it comes down to it, the higher education system and then the criminal justice system. It I mean, I've also spent time in jail and it's not been great and so have my brothers and we've all been gotten the shit kicked out of us by cops, but at the end of the day, you've got all these people trying to come in and reform this, the criminal justice system, like trying to get into the universities to go and actually change the way that people think. But like at the end of the day, like, I mean, there's so many things that are happening in terms of the criminal justice system and then also the actual education that is put into these bullshit universities and these bullshit programs that it just blows my mind. But how I have met actually a few lawyers who have gone in and been like, yeah, I was in prison for years and they kick ass as lawyers now. But yeah. how would you suggest someone who is just kind of jaded, like as fuck? <laughs> just, I mean, in terms of like, what, like, what can you do? Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, but I mean, also just well, in terms of like, I'm telling people to get an education and I'm a nerd. Like, I love school. Yeah. Like, I also, bitch, I love me some, <laughs> I love me some Yu-Gi-Oh. I love me all your artwork <laughs> in your house. Like, <laughs> Dragon so, Ball Z was my shit, girl. But like, I'm a nerd. I love school. So I don't know how to tell them, like, don't take all these loans out. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. You, what? Oh, you don't want them to take the loans out. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, I still got 90 grand in debt, <laughs> you know, like. I'm so, like, I'm always a proponent of school. I'm a big proponent of school. Um, me too. So I'm yeah. like, I love my 90 grand. I don't like my 90 grand in debt, but like, I'm the first one to sign up for classes. Like, I love school. Like, I'm yeah. a nerd in that way. Okay. Carly, right? but, what's the question? Give me the specific question, Carly, before I have to. I can solve this problem. Oh, shit. Cars. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You're going to take a hundred dollars and you're going to go to the casino and then you're going to put that on black and then you're going to do that 14 times and then you're going to have a million dollars and then that's it. Did you, did you see that comment, Alex? Someone said, when I posted, oh, what question should we ask Alex? And somebody commented like, um, hold on, I got to find it because actually the comment is fucking hilarious because I could not tell whether or not they hate your guts or whether or not they think it's hilarious, but it was big jokes. I'm about to find this right now. Hold on. Because <laughs> I was like, this is so Alex. I know he did this and I'm screaming. So I asked, if you him, tell me what to ask him. And they said, <clears throat> I remember asking him on a TikTok live to make time. <laughs> how to make time for myself when working a high demand job. I was looking into legal aid and his advice was, <laughs> his advice was, you don't, I don't know why are you asking me. <laughs> he, said, he, he said, which was very helpful. Just wanted to say thanks to my hero. <laughs> I was like, I was definitely said that shit. 
Well, people, the thing is, I was probably annoyed. Like, sometimes people ask me stuff, but then they, like, spam the same comment, like, a hundred times. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, it is hard to have work-life balance. Uh, good luck. You know, like. You live in America, so. Yeah, it sucks here. Okay, so. Yeah, it's, like, kind of the worst. Sorry, I'm not sure we were able to answer your question, but unfortunately, but but you know what? That is in keeping with the bullshit that I told you I was going to be on tonight. <laughs> so. Girl, I'm in the bullshit too. I'm like, I like, I got like tomorrow off work, and Thursdays are my night where I get a little bit goofy, a little bit drunk. So, <laughs> girl, so roll up you. that blunt and enjoy I, your oh, shit. Like, as soon as I ask Chris, thank you, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Next color. <laughs> I'm so sorry, bad. Carly. Chris, all right. I love you, Carly. <laughs> yes, Carly's very nice. All right, Chris, I invited you up to be a speaker. I'm waiting for it to let you pop up. Let me see. Someone said, I'm a wannabe a lawyer. Do you have advice? Um, Narrow your no! question. <laughs> Alex said, no, I do not want any questions. Never mind. No, 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 no. I meant don't be a lawyer. <laughs> oh, don't do it. Oh, my God, that's my favorite song. Y'all ever heard that? Don't be a lawyer. Is a banger. It's from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. So factual. I don't know why this isn't inviting Chris up. Well, I'm going to invite Yusuf up while Christopher. I don't know. Let's see. My, my main, before anybody, well, my main thing would be uh, the lawyer thing is just minimize debt. Whatever you can to minimize debt. Just because if you want to, like, be flexible in your career, having debt makes your first couple of years of practice really, really annoying. I went, I went to law school on a full scholarship. Um, so I agree, although my what I'm being shackled by is not debt, it's just US immigration. Yeah. Why is I invited, worse. I invited Yusuf and Chris up to be speakers. I don't know why it's not is no one y'all not accepting it. Is it me? It says y'all have been invited. Um, did I watch all the crazy ex girlfriend? I absolutely did multiple times, Ben the Flower. Um, Chris. Jesus, why does anyone let y'all talk, please? Is it me? Is it me? Jade, I expect you to be on the queue later at some point. Nah, you you said you haven't got it? Why isn't it working? Hold on, let me, it, we'll take next caller. Is that what I have to do? Let's see. Hey, and then all, right, all right, all right, all right. Okay, big lit. Okay. okay, all right. Hi, Chris, thank you. Hey, what's up, Olemi? What's up, Alex? Hey. hey. How are y'all? So, um, I wanted to ask you guys some kind of uh, questions about uh, everything that's been going on as far as, like, obviously police and cops and everything like that. Um, Olemi, um, obviously, I think well, uh, I, I think it's Memphis, right? Yeah, Memphis, what's going on with the five uh, cops who beat the living hell out of somebody. And then also, I may, uh, when you was on uh, Rising and everything like that, uh, with, with the conversation with Robbie, I may have, like, a question towards that. Okay. So, but... Um, I think I'm going to go there a little bit. I know, like, because I don't know why I feel this kind of way, though, but obviously you don't ever want to induce race or things like that when it comes to these conversations. But particularly with the five cops in Memphis and everything like that, like, I am so happy and I'm so glad that, like, this wasn't, like, one of those things where, like, it got to take some time and people trying to explain to you exactly what the fuck happened. Like, it seems like it's very, very, it's very, very, very clear what the fuck happened. So they have no problem releasing the video. You don't got to ask, and the family don't got to be three, three, four, five months and asking for a video to, to get some kind of clarity of everything that happened with them. Um, notice the fact that they're black. Uh, so, yeah, that's pretty much where I'm going to go, Lemmy. That's pretty much where I'm about to go. Yeah. Like, why I am... 
absolutely happy and I'm glad that like and mind you this this is not to excuse their behavior because personally I just think they're pieces of shit and from what it's what's coming out right now it's probably about to be if not George Floyd worse than George Floyd I think but it's going to be worse I think it's going to be worse than George Floyd and I think that's what but I can't help and, and like this is just me and that's why I say I'm going to go there it's not is if all five of these cops had not been black, would it have been, been so quick? No. Because but, I've seen them. And, sorry. No, ahead. no, they wouldn't. The answer is no, but and. I think we have to, like, we have to resist this urge as black people to like. Yes. To, we, like, who gives a fuck? They're, who cares? Yes. Who cares that they're black? They made a decision to be a part of a police state. It's systemic racism. We know what it is. Like, this, this isn't a new phenomenon. Like, NWA said this, like, black cops showing out for the white cops. Like, we know what it is. So, who mm-hmm. cares? They, made, they don't give a fuck that that the system is racist. They don't care about black people being brutalized with policing or what how racism affects. That's why they're participating in it, participating in it. So why are we so quick to throw on capes to be like, well, they're only getting treated worse than the other killer cops because they're black. And who gives a fuck? I'm not going to give them a cape because I personally think like they were like, like, no, like scum of the earth. You're, you're part of the problem. I don't give a fuck what happens to you. But uh, I, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't be hung up on soda. And I guess that was kind of like one of the questions is like just being hung up on that because it is kind of like There's a thing. Where it's... And that's just proof. Honestly, that's just proof for them. That's just a point that you need to show them. Like, again, these this is a, y'all trying to be a part of this you know, this boys club, this racist state. Y'all think if y'all act a particular kind of way, you know, yep. appreciate yourself with them, you become different, you become other. But at the end of the day, you will get a lesser treatment because they don't see you the same. In the same way, you didn't give a flying fuck. You didn't care about that. You didn't care about the racial justice you don't care about the unfairness of it all mm-hmm. do that when you beating up on these people so why do we care now to me that's just proof yes i've said this a million times i have multiple essays on it there is no prize in cooning there is nothing <laughs> okay you want to die? that's the consequence the game wins stupid prizes now you're fired all right niggas. <laughs> uh yeah yeah and that's honestly like what your term is like yeah yeah you play dumb games, you win stupid fries, and, and unfortunately y'all about to be now be the face of police brutality, which is crazy, mm-hmm. but it, but y'all the face of police brutality, because they had no idea of that. But that's not all, that's, let me just say this too, that's not new, I have a, I have a thread on Twitter, I could retweet it right now on on the timeline, so that y'all can see it, I have a thread of uh, like hundreds of people that have been killed by police, and I have a lot of like the what uh, when what happened with the case, who was charged, who was in charge, and there are a bunch mm-hmm. of every, everyone on the thread where it's a black cop, the black cop is charged. That's yep. That's not new. That's old news. But again, you didn't care. The coons don't care. It's not like we don't know. It's not us who don't know. We know. We know. We be telling the coons. It's them fighting against us when we tell them. So let them get the prices that the coons get. Um, and the other question. So you had one based on the conversation with Robbie on Rising, right? Yeah. Um. One, one I want to give... Uh... I want to give a lot of respect to you because the amount, I will say the amount of patience you had in that conversation because Robbie's one of those people who like, um, I, I know most people and probably most people in this queue not going to, you know, obviously they have opinions about Robbie. I don't mind Robbie. I like, I mean, as far as his opinions goes and everything like that, with that being said, he is one of those guys who's like in it and then he's out it. Like yeah. this is a guy who can acknowledge that, you shouldn't take the police word. Though, but in this one weird situation, he's literally taking the police's word on on the whole conversation. It's like, yeah. like, oh well, oh well, uh, he ran away. He was running, and then like as y'all go through the video and says like, no, this was not running. Yes, yeah. was he erratic? Okay, yeah, you can give him erratic, but erratic is not a death sentence. And this is one thing I do want to give you credit for is that you kind of always centered the conversation around like, even if this person is not. Per- 
perfect because unfortunately when it comes to black people and, and the police, we have to be a hundred percent perfect. That's yeah. that's basically what it is. We have yeah. to be a hundred percent perfect in how we handle it and everything. We have to actually be more knowledgeable about the law. We have to be no more knowledgeable about like just situations of what they can and can't do. And the one second that we're just slightly off, it justifies us just dying. Yeah, they I mean they'll always find a justification, right? Boston Jean was mm-hmm. a was a model citizen, right? They don't care. There are lots of those examples. Um they here's the thing. So the thing that Robbie and first of all, I let me just say this. Let me put this out there so I can have it on some um some audio some someplace mm-hmm. to realize. I don't get no problem with Robbie. I've, and I've said before, like when people have asked me, I, I answered questions on my Instagram the other day. Um, they asked me if I'm friends with anybody from Rising or these people. I'm like, I'm not friends with any of these people in real life. But in terms of most real life uh, encounter or friendliest, it's been Robbie. I have no problem. Robbie is very nice to me. Is, in is real life. Robbie the guy like the Edward the Cullen guy? guy. It's the blonde guy. Yeah, the blonde yeah, guy. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, like uh-huh. a, okay, yeah, okay, okay. He yeah. looks like a Draco Malfoy, <laughs> but like professional. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's Robbie. I actually call him Malfoy, actually, funny enough. That's what I call yeah, him. Yeah, Malfoy. Like, he, he loves that. He's a proud Slytherin. Um, mm-hmm. Very proud. But um, it, yeah, and it, like for me, it's like not about Robbie. And, and people tend to make it, you know, they think, oh, you have a personal thing that you call Robbie. We're, we're Robbie, like, yeah. Yeah, and like it's, it's not about him. But what it is about what I felt necessary to call out is, I, people do, there's a thing, and lawyers know it, I'm sure Alex know it, there's a way that you create credibility for yourself. If I concede a point, you know, up, you know, that makes me more credible. Or if I say that I am I am somebody who's skeptical of this, when I go to be, you know, on its defense, that will seem, you will afford more weight to that opinion. So a thing that Robbie does, and the people do, but the thing that Robbie does, what I felt like compelled to call out in the last segment was, he mm-hmm. always says, I'm skeptical of the police, but he's never skeptical of the police. I've been on there for right. over a year. All I do is come on. I talk mostly about policing, incidents of police brutality, and it's always on the position of, of, of justifying why the person was killed. But because he leads with, oh, I'm someone who's skeptical of the police, it makes it seem like, oh, I'm, I'm being unbiased and I'm being objective. But no, it's like, no, you're always, you are always somebody who's on the side of the police. You, exactly. Yeah. So that's why I felt the need, like, no, I have to say this because that's... Like we don't have these conversations. Nah, you, 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 you it called it from the honestly. You called it from the jump, and then like I remember, like even when he said like um, when he when he first started, it was like I have no problem. You were just like, of course it is. So it kind of yeah. set the tone. It was like, of course, of course, yeah, you, you have to on regular organ. And okay. then like sometimes, like actually, I won't say sometimes because like I said, I think what you're saying is like the idea of like someone who like like said he gets it, but then he don't get it in in the same sense. It's like because even in the argument, it was like I understand them come. Uh, I understand them confronting the guy i understand them trying to arrest the guy but yeah maybe he they went a little too far when they killed him it's like so then you like come on you you enter you're out in this kind of situation I think, because the whole conversation is about they killed him this, it, this ain't about if he's on cocaine it's this ain't about if what sorry go ahead no no you're good i just think it's important not to care like not to think of Robbie as an individual, like not to care about his particular position, right? Like people yeah. be in the comments like, oh, it's so frustrating. Like, oh, you debating with this like, white guy. It's like, no, I'm not debating. Robbie is representative of different viewpoints and different populations. Right. Like, obviously, I'm not, I'm not going to convince Robbie of shit. He has a role, you know what I mean? And I'm not there to convince him. And it's not about, you know, necessarily getting frustrated what he's saying like for me if you see any frustration for me it's a it's 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 a representative frustration like this is something of the point yeah of the point mm-hmm. that we have to that we have to address this and for me it's like we've we do the song and dance all the time like this is con- like we watch this play out now for countless victims of police brutality and in those in the time that i feel like i've been you know being 
from 2011 to now and being really honed in on that you see all this bullshit you see all this propaganda but for whatever reason yep. and they don't they don't care about how they present it for us or how it impacts us right like on our ears no one cared no one cared that my black ass had to watch that video on repeat that they kept playing it you know what i mean our daddy's smirking at this no one cares about mm -hmm. you know that level of it but it, for what for whatever reason we're all expected to respond so politely and docilely and like not call it out and like not return the same level of energy that they have for the way that they vilify the dead you know independently mm -hmm. and i feel like that's something that we've constantly seen from so for me it's like it's not about robbie you're trying to convince him it's like Y'all always get these bullshit narratives out and no one ever says the person is opposite from y'all don't doesn't point out the fact that this shouldn't even be the conversation. No one says like, hey, this is garbage. You always take this position on what's really happening. No one really calls up the straw man. And so for me, that's kind of my role. Like they hate me on right. Like rising is not. A oh, place yeah, I know. I, I'm, I'm a rising fan. So I know. I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You know, like I don't mm -hmm. go there. I don't go there to is no point. Like I, when I think it to myself, it's like there's no point trying to like mince words or soften anything or whatever they hate me regardless they don't give a you know what i mean anything i say like whatever they're gonna that's how they give it up like and it's just and i honestly i can't age myself like i have one life and i can't get my cause myself <laughs> to get gray hair by pretending that it ain't what it is like it's racism that's all it is the minute they see my thumbnail they fucking mad i will not say Bruh. one word about yep. race and all the comments they'll be talking about oh she's a race grifter. i will literally not even fucking mention race and they will be that's all i'm so it's like bro well fuck y'all you know what i mean it's oh yeah, fucking yeah, racism. yeah, yeah. Fucking that, that's honest yeah yeah that that whole class that, that whole like group and everything as far as rise and go we understand like the majority of it is um the more majority of it is just like right wing but more so racist because the truth of the matter is is if this was let's just say this was opposite race opposite sex they would have a way more compassion towards a, a certain situation than they do when they see a black person and unfortunately it's a black face like i promise you if rising start running clips now of what happened in memphis watch the comments be like yeah this is crazy yeah you know cops look everything because it's black faces the brutalizing a black man though but if it was the opposite thing mm -hmm. they would try to make escapes and they would do the same shit well, or it would be doing? a consideration oh, see the whole video with everything they, they do it's all the time so yeah or I, I, it would I, be I a consideration but, for regardless there's just a way that you know something i was thinking about yesterday before i move us on because we are here to be talking mess with alex and and get oh, so my, my bad. Oh, so my bad. i got a question for you ass i got a, i got a question because are, are you a, pu a public defender he yes. is yes sir Okay. All right. So as a person on the, we're, sorry, we can skip that whole conversation. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> as far as um, a public defenders, we are, obviously I'll say in the black community, we have this narrative more so about public defenders. Obviously the narrative is, is that, you know, if you get a public defender, you guarantee you're going to jail. These people don't, uh, these people don't care about you. They don't care about you with your case. Yeah. All, at the end of the day, all they're going to try to do is plead you out and everything like that. For sure. As a person who is in the public defender, and obviously you guys have a selfless job that you're trying to do, because at the end of the day, it's on the taxpayer's dime as far as you representing a person in that case and everything. Can you kind of like speak towards like everything that goes through? Because I do think that's a narrative. And honestly, I would say that's a narrative that I agree that it's not necessarily a, um, it's not necessarily a job to where um, they're trying to determine your guilty innocence as opposed to just get you through, just, just get you through because they have a soul many cases and so many people they got to represent that it's just not that. So can you kind of speak a little towards I, that? Yeah. <laughs> it's a heavy lift. Uh, I think, I think a lot of that has to do with primarily two things, which is sort of a mis one, a misunderstanding and two actual, actually valid, real bad experiences that people have had. And I've worked in 
I'm not going to say which offices, but like I've worked in two different public defender offices in New York. And um, basically, there's a very different mentality among the younger people, the people who have come from law school, you know, who have graduated in the last couple of years and the older guard of people who, frankly, are a little bit sometimes more representative of that in that it actually is some people who like actually did want to be a prosecutor and like ended up in the public. But the thing is, that's really not the case anymore. Like it's very competitive in a lot of these offices to become a public defender. Um, Okay. They're they're great. They really are good lawyers. They're, they're, they're very competent, blah, blah, blah. But like, there is some aspect of that with like older guard people who have been around a long time, or sometimes people who have been too long and get become jaded and lose sight of what the point of their job is and who they're there for. Uh, Because obviously it can be like, a really disheartening job to do every single day. But, but um, I think that like, it's a combination of all those things. Like, yeah, it is the fact that they are, that all of the offices are constantly under-resourced, including in the city, you know, where they're after a couple of years, like there isn't that pay parity. So like they get paid less than their counterparts at the prosecutor's office. They have just generally like less funding in general for like to, to help with like research and investigations and, everything that yeah. you would need for a, you know, for a good well, defense. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like actually, because, because the fact is right. Like they don't really care. And actually the bar for effective assistance of counsel is scary. How low it is in terms of like league, you know, like legally. So they don't need necessarily to provide that much for people to quote unquote, have adequate counsel. Um, and I think that it's kind of a combination of all those things. And then I think sometimes there are mis like people think that, uh, that like the public defender office is like paid from the same money that like goes to, you know, the prosecute, like the okay. prosecutor's office, stuff like that. That's okay. not the case. Right. So okay. there are all these, like there, there's all this stuff that exists. That's like pretty negative. Um, but like swear to God and Ole can speak to this as well. Like some of the best attorneys I've ever met in my entire life have been public defenders or career public defender, like really, really, really good attorneys who I would want to represent me. And the truth, and like the truth is like, that is kind of, it is kind of a myth. Like for so much stuff, you actually would want a public defender. Like you're going to spend thousands and thousands of dollars on somebody who actually doesn't give a shit about you at all. And I could tell you horror stories about private bar attorneys who are expensive. And also uh, out of all the people who are like, friendly prosecutorial side that's private bar attorneys more than anybody else because a lot of them are former prosecutors now depending yeah. on who you are maybe like that's good you know if you want like a hookup maybe sometimes you know if somebody's really well connected maybe but the reality of the situation is like it's a shitty situation and yeah. you you're public de- if you're being represented by a public defender you're already in a pretty bad spot because it means that, you know, your economic status is, uh, you know, you're you're suffering, you know what I mean? Like you can't afford your own attorney. You've probably had a different, like, obviously a lot of my clients, they've had hard lives, right? They've been out in, out of the system their entire life. They Mm -hmm. have, you know, intergenerational trauma, like there's all these issues. Right. And so I think that the whole, the representation of the system is this person who they're talking to and if the person who they're talking to has a bunch of cases or has a bad day or, 
you know what I mean? Like it yeah. can be like, oh man, this guy doesn't give a shit or whatever. Like I've been, I try, I love my clients. Like my favorite, genuinely, genuinely, my favorite part of my job. And the only reason I keep doing my job is because I love my clients. Like that's the yeah. only reason I'm so serious. Cause I would run for the fucking Hills because it doesn't pay enough. Like it does mm-hmm. like blah, blah, blah. Um, you can bet, you know, you bend over backwards to people. You do everything you can. Unfortunately, sometimes like it's tough, man. And the truth is you also sometimes get people who are like, we're, we're taking this all the way. And it's like, okay, we can take it all the way. If that's what you want to do, do but here's 4k footage of you beating everybody up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like have no, case, I can't, bro. I'm not a mirror. We need to play. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. The so, plea comes, let's, then let's take it. Cause yeah. So I no think way that's I can also it. part of it too. It's like, sometimes people think that they're the smartest person in the room and it's like, well, yeah. maybe not, man. Cause like you have made a couple bad choices, but like, but, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I have thoughts. I have thoughts on this. Yeah. Uh, and after this, don't nobody dare ask me anything scholarly, intellectual. I told y'all, goddammit. <laughs> like, um, uh, so here's the thing. Um, so first of all, most things in the criminal system bleed out. Like this idea that public defenders are pushing bleeds or whatever, you know, most right. people yeah. most yeah. people not go to trial. And it it is the system is intentionally set up to make you blame the public defender. People, anytime people okay. talk about why they hate their public defender, everything that you said has nothing to do with the public defender. It's like, yeah. oh, I had to take a plea. Who gave you that shitty plea offer? The, right. the prosecutor. <laughs> What's the reason yeah. why you, you're going to be fucked at trial? The judge and the juries and what they're taught in society. What's the say? Who determined the sentencing and the minimums and the maximum? The legislators. It makes you, by putting it on the public defender, they are the reason why our media that is so invested in propaganda and fueling mass incarceration presents to you the public defender as though they're the public idiot so you so you put all your blame there like my friend i have a friend who was a prosecutor and he regularly tells me like he regularly tells me about it and he, and he ain't to himself that like the clients the people the people he's prosecuting will be will be way nicer to him and like him and be talking shit on their attorney like praising him for what's happening the attorney fought for you know like people, mm-hmm. people miss, you're taught to misplace the the to blame the public defender because that's how it keeps the system operating like this because the public defender doesn't have shit to do with anything the public defender doesn't um the public defender is choosing you're between a rock and a hard place right yeah so that's so that's <laughs> one i i want um i'm gonna say that two there is a there is a a level there is a level of you know perception in these different things and and that plays into relationships there's also um a part of the person that you're dealing with most in the system, the only person that they really interact with is the lawyer. And something I've experienced with the, what puts the public defender at a disadvantage is most things in the criminal system across the country, most arrests nationwide, 80% are for misdemeanor traffic offenses or nonviolent crimes. So they're not the serious things that you think they are. Most things in the criminal system, not shit is happening with your case. Most things, misdemeanors will end up like dissolving over resolving over time like your case yep. is probably not touching mm-hmm. anything or doing anything on most cases for three months it's not that serious so you have to if you, and if you have a hundred clients there's no fucking reason why you would be talking to people who nothing is happening on their case at all but what happens is because for people no matter how you know you know everything you know that this isn't that serious or what's going to happen blah, blah blah this is the most serious thing in their life and they want their defend they want their public defender to be somebody it's, it's not the reason why they complain mostly most about you is never really about what you do as a lawyer and everything to do about the the extra responsibilities they put on you to be a therapist. You know, like oh, please assuage. My- no, I swear to God, I swear to God, not even joking. It's like please make me feel better about all the things I'm scared about every day. Like oh my God, I'm scared. I'm gonna go to jail and this. And you talking to me to be telling me things and it's like that's not how it works. You know what I mean? You can't you yeah. can't talk to a hundred people. 
you know, all the time and talk to them yeah. every day and, and keep explaining to them the same information. Like, oh, it's okay. This is what's happening. So what'll happen is you're at the disadvantage because you're not in constant communication with them. They think you don't give a fuck about them. So yeah. because they think you don't give a fuck about them, anything that you tell them or you advise them or you whatever, is taken, it yeah. met with that light. Um, Got you. So there's that. But I will say, to, to to also not to be, be give public defenders too much grace, let me say this. As Alex talked about before, there are a lot of fucking public defenders of yesteryear that are op they are the ops. Like they are the ops. When I from when I got to my public defender's office, um and when I originally got there, there I got a case. I got this um case I was covering for this older attorney one day and I asked to to get the case. I asked her to, you know, he had six cases, the client had six cases, and I asked her if she could transfer them to me because the client and I really connected and blah 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 and I wanted to get him help. So she said yes. So before it was actually transferred out the system. So say it was gonna be transferred that Monday on the weekend. Like say it was like Friday, I I, I represented him in court. I asked her if I could take the cases. She said yes. So they hadn't transferred into the system yet on Monday, but over the weekend I requested social work for him. And this woman cursed me clean the fuck out for getting social work for this client and like like was blowing down by how oh, oh when I've done this job I realized I realized like fuck them and da 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 and they're in the wrong mm. this guy's and this is a problem and I was like oh this is an ops bitch and then I realized I was like okay this is what's going on and I will say this I think a lot of um public defense offices and a lot of public uh, like are the office themselves in the same way that people say you know, people are loving and, and herald this idea of the progressive prosecutor and not realize that that is doomed. <laughs> no, and I'll tell you why. It's not even that I don't believe there are real people that want to be progressive prosecutors, that, that they are theoretically. It's that it's doomed <laughs> to fail because being a progressive prosecutor is the antithesis of what being a prosecutor in the prosecutor's office is meant to do. So the rest of the office, the institution, the system itself is fucking against that. And they're going to have a problem with you. And there's right. a lot of politics in both public defense um, and prosecutor's offices that make them against you. And I think that's also a lot true. Of aren't even willing to stand on it. A lot, a lot of the stuff that they do. Like I know when you, I, when you've been on rising and everything and you've talked about like um, the idea of like, Oh, uh, progressive prosecutors are just letting people free. You always got to hone in on the idea like Chris, this isn't just a liberal or a left or anything like that idea. Chris Christie was literally the same person who was saying like, why are we locking all these people up? Why are yeah. we and everything like that? So yeah, you abolished cash bail in 2014. Yeah. Yeah. And you got to always defend cash bail. And it's like, I feel as though it's, it's clearly being misrepresented. And I think it's on purpose. It's not being mis. I think, honestly, people don't want to have a real conversation about how racist this country is. That's yeah. why they don't like niggas like me to just say that. It's right. Like, to keep it real. Okay, the reason why cash bail could get off in New Jersey and Chris Christian love a problem doing it is because it's a white demographic. It's the reason, you know, like on TYT, Anna Kasparian will point out, like, oh, they have a Nordic model. They have rehabil rehabil um Their prisons mm. are made to rehabilitate. Yeah, because their population is fucking white. So they want to rehabilitate. You know, I mean, it's there to help mm -hmm. them. Our system is not there to help nobody. It's not there to rehabilitate. It's not there to do any of that. It's it's a race. It's a racist system. So yeah, the problem with cash bail isn't that they don't understand cash bail. It's not that they under they don't understand why it's mm -hmm. bad or what it's leading to. Is that they want those outcomes, and you know that because if you look at if you watch my TYT abolition interview, literally when when Cheng starts to explain what. His issue always supported cash bail. And then what his issues become is that without the cash bail, without cash bail, they can't coerce people into pleas. And he said that. He said that. Yeah. So they want, mm -hmm. let's just keep it G real. They Which know there's not a mis, it's not miscommunication. It's not misinformation. They like how it works because of who it's working against. If right now, if they were jailing white people, if white people were policed and jailed the way that we are, they it wouldn't would be stop. And it would end. It, exactly. And that's the, that's all it is to it. Yeah, so. yeah, 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 and um, um, I actually I have one question, and then uh, just a shit talking question, which you won't let me. But I do want a question as far as uh, 
uh, Alex and you that y'all would chime in. What do you think, or uh, what would you necessarily say, like, changes that you think could, could happen as far as, like, the legal system and everything like that? Like, um, obviously, we know the thing about, like, like well, I, I won't say obviously we, we know because we don't know, though, but as far as, like, cash bail goes, like, I personally feel as though, like, bail isn't something to just keep people locked up. It's, it's the idea of, like, okay, you can bail yourself out, but if you're dealing with a cohort, where they don't have the money to bail what is the point of constantly keeping people in jail if they can't afford to get out like it's clearly an unfair system that's only denigrated toward the poor so but more so i I guess the question i'm asking you what are what are some changes that you guys would like to see as far as the bails not not, yeah actually the bail system but also the legal system as well both of y'all Abolish it. Um, that's what I, that's what I say every day, right? Oh, no, I mean, get rid of it. Yeah, I mean, oh, no, but I mean, but that ass. I mean, like that's that's the thing. Like, I can't, like again, it, there, there. I'm gonna just leave it at this. There are two million people that are incarcerated in America, and over four hundred thousand of those people are there pre-trial. They haven't had an idea. And people, and despite all America mm. intentionally tries to make you think, well, it's a private prison problem and all these different things. And again, that's yep. intentionally criticize one part so that you preserve the whole. No, they make, America makes over $11.6 billion in goods off of uh, goods produced by people incarcerated in private and public prisons, whether they be pre-trial or post-conviction. Those people are contributing to $11.6 billion in goods. America, people, people's families and their loved ones and people are incarcerated owe over $27 billion in fines and fees associated um with their criminal cases i want the 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 easiest thing you could do the first thing you could do is one abolish the cash bail system and two stop using the criminal mm. system as a profit system period period there shouldn't be fines and there are so many america has so many slogans and it's intentional it's literally it. that they teach you that are completely contrary to how the system works so that people believe in it. It's like, oh, the presumption of any, you're innocent until proven guilty. No, the fuck you're not. If they say you did, no, you're not. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not innocent. They, they know. There's nothing about how the U.S. criminal system that's set up to believe that you are innocent until proven guilty. Or they say you are guilty until you are proven innocent. Right, or you or you did the crime, you did the time, but it's like, yeah. oh, so the people think, oh, look at you. I, you just have to serve the time. So then people don't realize there are a million fines and fees that are associated with everything, and yep. they don't know these things. So And parole, and yes. parole, and probation, oh, and this, yes, entire yes, yes, yes. Leech, this entire leech ecosystem that exists off of it, besides all of the, the fines that the people who are going through it have to pay, just the entire ecosystem that exists. I think the largest union in California is the prison guard union. I'm pretty sure it is. And yes. It's not the largest. It's one of the largest. So you also have to remember they have all this lobbying power because this prison industrial complex, it creates a class of people whose direct interest is making sure that all of this shit exists. And if you ever go to Rikers, let me tell you something. They mm. all drive fucking Mercedes. There's all Mercedes in the parking lot. Okay. Mm. They work the overtime. Mm. They juice it. It's fucking insane. Um, so there's a bunch of people with open hands who have, you know, who have a lot to lose if this system actually changes. I think, I think the exciting stuff about like the idea of, you know, I'm super wary of like the progressive prosecutor. Probably the best example of that being Krasner in Philadelphia because he basically immediately turned tail and was like <laughs> useless. Um, in Manhattan. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, he was never. I mean, don't even yeah. talk to me. Don't, no. Literally, don't even talk to me about. It. Like, I <laughs> don't even want to talk. I, you. Oh my god. But so. <laughs> but uh. Oh my fucking god. He. I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna say what I'm thinking. But okay. So the I just we knew a lot of people on those various campaigns and we and who endorsed Bragg, et cetera, et cetera. You can do the math yourself. Um, But 
God. Ole, you're killing Thank me you. here. Um, oh, no, no. I know that was Jesus. Oh, oh, but stop us from this scholarly discussion. But the, the exciting, I, the other thing that I always thought was kind of exciting with the idea of progressive prosecution generally had nothing to do with like anything that they could actually achieve beyond sort of destabilizing these offices. Like, to be totally honest, like, I always kind of thought, um, Caban, when she was uh, trying to do it in Queens, it was like they have a, there's a huge um, you know population of people who are incarcerated there or who are going through the system in Queens County, and to actually have somebody there, even for like a brief stint, who would be not prosecuting these low level cases and like getting more people out of jail would make a tremendous difference. You know, even if it was only like in the short term, like I, I think that was kind of the one exciting thing about, uh, you know, when that was going on, but, mm -hmm. but realistically, like, I mean, yeah, like we want the, we want to raise the system to the ground. The problem is that when you do have good, like meaning, pretty meaningful reforms, like bail in New York, which, which was yeah. a good, which was a good, you know, that was, it was good policy. Like it was a good change. It got a lot of people out of jail. It's kept a lot more people out of jail, but the reality is that these reactionary forces I mean, the day that it was signed into law, like not even, you know, not even within 24 hours, there were headlines in the New York Post about crime. And they did this. They did the same thing to Chase, uh, Chase Budin uh, out in San Francisco, where they were ragging on that guy every single day about crime in San Francisco. And the second he was out of office, it stopped immediately. It was like, oh, crime's fine now. Everything's fine, actually. It's like, mm. don't, don't worry about it anymore. It's just like there's this huge pro uh, propaganda apparatus Agreed. that like more than it maybe might be the, one of the most detrimental things that exists because, you know, how much does that bleed into people's brains? Like the New York Post, you know how many times I've had clients who basically have been kept in because of a fucking New York Post article? Mm -hmm. And like, you know, you know what else the New York Post loves to do? They if somebody actually gets out because a judge does the right thing, the New York Post will take a shit on, on the judge and, and that well, yeah they'll post and the they don't want to do it because they're uh, all scared everybody's pussy about getting talked about in in the media yeah they'll that's post the, the problem that's how propaganda is so powerful right it's fucking insane like how, they they can put the they'll put a picture of the judge the judge's name and yeah. how much the oh. judge makes a year that's what they do in the new york post it's fucking so, crazy Thank you, Chris. I'm letting you go before you ask me something else, scholarly. <laughs> got you, got you. Thank you so much, Chris. Thanks, Bye. Chris. All right. Callie, don't ask me no scholarly shit. Oh, no. Yousef's supposed to be talking. Okay. Never mind. Yousef, unmute, unmute yourself. Hi, Yousef. Ask Alex something fun. Be in his business. You could ask him. You can, you can, you can invade his privacy before you ask me anything scholarly. Yeah, that's fine. You can invade my privacy. It's all good. <laughs> Okay, Yusuf, if, if you don't get unmuted, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to Cali. What's up? Bye, Yusuf. Struggling? Yusuf, you struggling? Okay, I'll add you back to the queue. You can add yourself back to the queue when you figure out what you're doing. All right, Cali. Hi. Hi. Uh, I had one serious question and one silly question. Okay. Just silly one. Okay. With <laughs> <laughs> you on leftist mafia, you guys were talking about the wire. Yes, I love the wire. <laughs> All my heart. Yeah. I really wanted to chime in and say D'Angelo's death is the saddest. Cause Thank you. Man, oh, I thought I was found, alone. <laughs> that man found some semblance of inner peace. Like he, he was like fine with where he was at. And 
Stringer killed him in the most senseless and gross way ever. Oh, thank you. I, I, <laughs> I've been scouring the internet to find the <laughs> Angelo Hive. Oh, but does, I, don't, I do not wait, understand. Wait, does Weebe does we kill him? In no, they have a yeah. random guy kill him in jail. Weebe is in the door. Goes to jail. They is this what? And they don't they like tie him off on the yes. door? Oh yes, yes, the door. Yeah. Like how yeah. the fuck could that be? Oh my god! Let me tell you what upset me. I don't understand why. People don't like D'Angelo was the protagonist for a while. Like, I don't know why people aren't more attached to him. I don't know. I don't get it. Like, we followed D'Angelo all of season one. I'm like, why am I the only one moved by this? Like, he was the protagonist. Anyhow, like for the whole of season one, it was like <laughs> McNulty was the re- the representation for the ops, and D'Angelo was our side. I'm like, why? Don't you <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I don't get why. It's toxic, no it's toxic masculinity. That's why no one <laughs> likes D'Angelo. No, it's so fucked up. Like, why don't they love? I'm like, I don't get it. That shit was so. That hurt my heart so much because D'Angelo was a good kid. Like, oh, he was trying his fucking best. I was upset. First of all, it's not just they. they yo, every disrespect that they could pay D'Angelo, they fucking paid D'Angelo. First of all, mm-hmm. the first thing they did, right? His woman. They give the cop. He loses his bitch to the cops. The cops start fucking his bitch. That's his, that's his woman. Freeman goes and marries this woman, the woman he loved. All right, right? So they take his girl. The cops take his girl. Then Stringer, y'all make him do this whole bit. Y'all make him take this bit. He could have gotten out. His bitch ass mother. Don't get me started on that. But he could have been out. Y'all make him take this bid. And then Stringer, he done lost. The cops took his girl, the one he loved. <laughs> and now and now Stringer's fucking his baby mama in his house. <laughs> oh, are you fucking? Oh, my. Oh, my God, bro. Like, no dis. I'm so fucking <laughs> mad. He got oh, D'Angelo does this for D'Angelo. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, it was fucked up. Alex, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, for real. No, yeah. Alex, what was the saddest death for you in the world? Oh, please give me a break, Wallace. <laughs> Go for it. String. Where the fuck is Wallace? Where's, Where's Wallace, yo? Oh man, yo, <laughs> that's literally the saddest. Are you kidding me? Come on, yo. The D'Angelo had me hurt. D'Angelo. Also, young, it's baby Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, I can't even yeah. watch that scene. Like that scene is like the 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 scene itself is just unspeakably sad. Like I get over like Wallace himself loses. Like after that first season, I was like, oh my god, this is the worst, this is the saddest shit I'll ever see, and I'll never forgive Bodie and Pooh. Blah 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 blah. And then eventually, come to love them, I feel differently. You know, like Wallace falls down in importance for me. But in terms of watching the scene, the saddest scene of a death, I can't watch that scene. That scene is like traumatic as fuck. Him like peeing them. That was just so cool. I will. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't even want to think about it. Yeah, you're right. Like that's top. That's up there, and for sure. I think sad is emotionally. I, I really hated D'Angelo. Is it for me? I prop Joe's death bugs me too. That didn't have to go. I was prop prop Joe would listen to to Slim. I don't know what he was thinking. Trusting Grim Grim Reaper ass Marlo. Yeah. You got betrayed by Method Man. Yes, I'll let you, Callie. I know you said you'd had a serious question. I can't guarantee that I won't veto it, but you can say it. What's the question? Nah, I'll leave it on that note. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. No okay. worries. Thank, Thank you, Callie. All right, me Sherlock. I'm bringing up your your. Oh no! Yes, I'm bringing up Sherlock, Alex. Oh, oh wait, wait, hold on. Did this did not do what I said to do? There we go. Hold on. Oh shit! Did it get? Did it get rid of Mallory? What happened? All right, I don't know. Oh heck! I'm skipping the line. Sherlock. Yeah, yeah. I skipped. I skipped for you. Special you- treatment. All right. Should I ask questions or should I just berate Alex for how bad he is at communicating with me for five minutes? He definitely uh-huh. is bad. He's really awful. I'm actually no. Here. I'm That's not true. This is lying. This no, is not it's true. You're terrible with communication. That's facts. You're worse than me. 
<laughs> yeah, leave it. Leave leave my text messages on red for five days. That's cool. That's fine. Five yeah. days. At least he gets back to it. <laughs> <laughs> I get stressed out when I see a text. <laughs> Alex is when so I text I'm later. Also terrible. I'm not really much in a position. I'm literally just as bad as Alex. Um, but yeah. So any wow. questions? Come ask some questions, Sherlock. So you've been dodging this question from your TikTok live community for weeks now. Okay. You've been you've been dodging it, and we need the truth. What's okay. your favorite dinosaur? You've been ignoring us in the chat for weeks now. Um, you won't tell us what our favorite dinosaur is. The Discord is concerned. That's a good question. Um, pass. I'm that, Alex. <laughs> wow. Wow. I, like I don't know. That seems like a really private question, to be honest. <laughs> I'm fucking That's like pretty invasive to be TBH. I have a friend who didn't know who thought dinosaurs were fake like unicorns our senior year of college. He like dad ass thought they were like mythical. And I was like, oh my God, this is a failing on the Columbus, Ohio school system. Like he dad, he said it to Girl. me like he said it to me shameless to it. It was like we were talking about mythical shit. He was like, <laughs> like dinosaurs. And I was like, excuse me, nigga, what? I guess, a museum? <laughs> I guess it's uh Brontosaurus. That's a good one. I think so. They have the long necks, right? Yes. Yeah, those are pretty based. I've always wanted to like ride on one of those. Those things but are it's huge. so close. I feel like it's so. It would be so underwhelming because you're so close to your seat is so close to the ground, even though it's so high to head. You know what I mean? Like it would make you feel like you're supposed to be up there. <laughs> yeah, but they just like look cool, and they are. They only eat like leaves, but they're giant, and I feel like that's just yeah. cool. Seems like a deforestation issue, maybe. I like T-Rex because they have big heads and little arms. Yeah, but they're so, like, mean spirited. Right. But, like, <laughs> it's their world. <laughs> That's true. <yeah>. <laughs> like, <laughs> like would, would it be mean if we weren't, we shouldn't even be there? <laughs> like, like, let them do their thing. All right. One more real question before I leave. All right. So, Lolo, you're writing a book right now. That's right. You're writing a book right now. Why... Did you choose to write a magical realism book out of every other style of book that you had? And have you always wanted to write one like this? Um, I think it's because my favorite authors uh, or some of my favorite authors and favorite stories are magical realism. I like um, I like A Hundred Years of Solitude um, and I like some of the stuff by Murakami, which is all magical realism. And I don't think that i mean i guess vonnegut is just like science fiction but i do feel like some of his stuff has that kind of feel and he's probably maybe my favorite author uh so that's mostly why i yeah i'm still writing it hopefully it will be published before i mean i doubt it's going to be published this year because i think the publishing schedule makes that not possible but i do have a literary agent i am in the process of writing it um i'm about halfway done We'll get it on Book Talk. It'll be on Book Talk if you guys wow. want Thank to read you, it. Um, why? Um, why would I be a pterodactyl? <laughs> <laughs> Is that it's actually good. how you spell pterodactyl? Yeah, correct. It's a silent P. That's I'm very silent. Bye, guys. Oh, I love yeah. when people tell me I'm things. Speaking of, um, I meant to say this. That just jogged my memory. I forgot to say it earlier when we were talking about being a lot like uh, in real life, like my internet self. Um, <laughs> I realized. 
<laughs> my own chaos <laughs> when my, my ex-boyfriend brought me. So when we were, I bought him this like small little stuffed Lorax um, when we were together because he's really earthy like that. Like the Lorax is definitely him. So he brought me this little, he came in and brought me this little stuffed Cheshire cat, <laughs> which I love. Imagine <laughs> perfectly in my living room. He's like, because this is you. And I'm like, what? <laughs> the Cheshire cat? He's like, chaos. And I'm like, what do you mean? And we got to go watch a compilation. And I'm like, look at him just vibing, just bringing all the entertainment. Yeah. The, the star character. It matches. Yeah. So I was like, hmm, maybe I am. Maybe I am the drama. Um. All right. My next... Who am I calling up next? I'm skipping one go Okay, Jade. Um, you have Jade blocked, Alex. So All right. Just... Well, what did I do? No, Why it's did... what Jade did. Okay, what did Jade do? Jade, Jade is gonna have to plead oh her own god. case to you. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Hi, Jade. Unmute yourself. This is my nightmare. Hi. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> I told you to go to therapy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I was very triggered, okay? Honestly, that's like totally fair to be honest. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I said. Um, I can't remember. Um something about bullying uh and I was like that's not fun. Um but I mean, I don't care cuz Ole said I'm one of her favorite followers, so my <laughs> cup is full. Uh, <laughs> like, it's okay if you leave me blocked. <laughs> yeah, if you want to hit the unblock, I'm I thought we were just like burying the hatchet, and now yes. you're just like talking shit straight <laughs> to my face. Shit. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not talking shit. I'm just being real and letting you know my cup is full, and I'm not like groveling. You know, I'm not a, I'm not a bitch. Is what I, is my point? <laughs> no. Okay, I respect yeah. that. I, I, that's, that's just me. That's... <laughs> What's your question, Jade? Oh gosh. Um all right. I see you like tweet a lot about some music that you like, but I don't that I can recall see you talk about Beyonce a lot. And I feel like You don't see me talk about Beyonce? Oh nigga, I live and die by Beyonce. I don't know where you missed okay. You need to go type Beyonce into the search. I I, I listen around what? I've listened around songs literally nops. I you must have missed when I post my Spotify rap. Literally Beyonce was every song, the album. I listened to Renaissance all day nonstop. Okay. Yeah. okay, yeah, I did miss that. Like I feel like I don't know. I'm also no, I'm a really high right now, that. but I was thinking about the question because I feel like that's similar to the Serena Williams question. Like, you know, when you ask somebody about Beyonce, you know the vibe. That's true. I'm off, gonna ask that. You're right. Jump. Yeah, uh, no, I die for Beyonce. I'm a like diehard Beehive member. Same. Same. Yeah. What about you, Alex? Yeah. Alex I like, like well, now I know it's not safe. <laughs> 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 uh, this is a safe space. Don't I like Paul it. Simon. Uh, yeah, I mean, I like the one when they uh, are in the Louvre. I think that's cool. <laughs> First of all, um, I just want to say this: you can you can call me all you can call me Al by um, Paul Simon is one of my I love that song. Yeah, I was gonna say like Paul. That's like not uh, that's solid. Uh, I have an eclectic taste, but. Yeah. Uh, you can call me Alice, fun as fuck. Please go play that and dance around in your house with your cat and smoke this bomb. Love it. <laughs> Experience. Did you see the TikTok of the woman who's like, I saw Beyonce in person and then she slapped me in the face? <laughs> I would love so, that. <laughs> I'm not on TikTok. I'm not that cool. 
Okay, I just gonna... smoke a lot of weed. Alex said, okay, I live on TikTok, so... That's where I live. I have, yeah, I spend too much time on there. TikTok doesn't want me there. Anytime I try to be a part of TikTok, it's like... Community. Well, that's another reason why I'm just, like, not inclined to go, because I'm, I'm pretty aware of, like, how they treat black creators. I'm just not interested in it, but, I mean... I Well, never mind. I was about to ask an intellectual question, but I won't. You see how you almost slipped? You know that is, that is. I don't know if that's the curse, the, the the like the perils of being perceived as smart. You know, by large, like people will not let me talk about stupid shit. Like I have not been able to have one stupid episode of Tea Time. <laughs> like, like I feel well, everyone be like, scholarly shit. For me, it's I'm just kind of like always in that mode. <laughs> like I sucked Alex's fun out. Like I was telling you uh, in my comments, so like I I tend to just go there. So I have to like, yeah, that's why I was like catching myself. No, I get uh, that. Boo. So, okay, before I go to the next caller, if you if you have one more question, let me know. Or if you're ready for me to go next caller, you tell me, boo. Uh oh my gosh, you keep calling me boo. I just I <laughs> I I I know I'm I'm speechless at this point. Um, but thank you, thank you for sharing the space. And uh, this is my first time on here talking, but I've listened to all the others, and I just love everything you do. And, yeah. Make my day. Thank you so much, Boo. I do recognize, like, there are a lot of y'all I recognize from off, from my notifications. I do see um, y'all. Like, let me see, like, is it day or die? D-A-I, I recognize you. Also, I just want you to know, I did see your messages, I think, on Instagram. I didn't, I, you know, I can't reply to everything, but I saw them. I liked it. I agreed with what she was talking about, and I pinned your, I pinned your comments on one of my um, Instagram posts, so don't nobody ever I, say Lavi's not a woman of the people. I like the part when I said I use TikTok a lot, and then Jade said, <laughs> oh yeah, I don't really use it a lot because they don't prioritize black creators, and then I was like, <laughs> Cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no, I'm going to leave the country <laughs> now. <laughs> that, that was, that was, like, I, trust me, that was me on Leftist Mafia when, like, y'all know, fuck J.K. Rowling. Um, but I, I, I did, I am a, I was a lover of Harry Potter. And when they started tearing Harry Potter apart, I was just sitting there like, I'm going to cry because I can't defend it. <laughs> it's, it's true. Like, but, oh my gosh. <laughs> In my um, in my defense, wait, hold on. In my defense, though, I went on Rising last February, mm-hmm. and we were talking about um, censorship on TikTok. Yes. And the entire panel, it, like initially, the entire panel was all white people. And I yeah. sent them an email, and I'm like, "Hey, uh, <laughs> it should not be all white people on the panel, right?" And then, like, we ended up changing it last minute, but obviously. It was like, how could they fuck? How could they fuck this up this bad? It like, don't trust me. It don't surprise me none. <laughs> Doesn't does not surprise me at all at all. Yeah, rising. Yeah, um, Becky. Hi, Becky. I'm gonna invite you to speak. Unmute yourself and please feel free to Hello. ask your question. Yes. Hi, Oleg. Uh, not Oleg. I'm Oleg. Jesus Christ, I have to stop smoking. That's powerful. That's the craziest shit. <laughs> not me. Hi, Oleg. <laughs> hey. Hi, Oleg. Hi, Becky. <laughs> uh, okay, well, um, Becky. Okay, so I'm the dumbass that you mentioned earlier that said, I'm a wannabe lawyer. Do you have any advice? And the advice was, <laughs> don't be a lawyer. <laughs> Got it. Um. Mm. At the same time, I, 
am a current undergrad. Um, I'm also a mom of teens. Uh, I'm a white lady from the suburbs. Um, but I know no, we're the worst. Okay. But, <laughs> hold on. I, I haven't used it yet, but hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, before you start, I actually check this out. Boo! Oh, that's awesome. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm Thank waiting you. to get off somebody. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but where are I, you saying? What? I'm sorry, y'all. No, you continue talking. I was. Let me just hunt down. I was just gonna say, like, I'm a social justice warrior. Like, the reason I went back to college as an adult is because of George Floyd, and you know, feeling like powerless and like, how? What do I, as a white woman in the suburbs with white kids, like, how do I do something? So my goal is law school. I want to get into like civil rights law or be a public defender. I don't know. But my question for you tonight is about Illinois. And so we just, you know, pass this bill. Yeah. Like the safety act, the whatever, like getting rid of cash bail. um, But it's what? Yeah, the Pre-Trial Fairness Act. Yes. So yes. It, it's being argued against in court. So, like, do you have any perspective as to where it stands, uh, what the future of it looks like? Like, I, The bill is going to, this is meant to stall it. I have somewhere, um, I have the actual um, legal stuff on it right now because I am probably, next week, I am probably doing, like, a video breakdown on it. Um, it's what, if y'all follow, um, I don't know if y'all saw, but, Follow Making Make Sense on Instagram. That's a page I launched. If you've seen all the information that I've been putting out, all these infographics and things, that's where I'm putting it in these, like, breakdown videos I did on Cop City and Felony Murder. So I'm doing it next week for, um, I'm going to make a whole video about it, like, explaining all the law stuff. And it's around here somewhere in my house. But basically, they're just, it's, it's, it's stalling, right? So originally, and it's only, um like one one conservative judge somewhere that's even entertaining it i can't i have written down oh is this the book let me see what actual stupid um arguments they raise hold on let me see if i wrote it somewhere if i can find it um i wouldn't stress myself about it like obviously it's very frustrating and run in the in the fight in dealing with it but i think like something we just have to remember generally is this is how it is like there's no law like it isn't one like justice isn't one or change isn't had the minute you like you get a law like a law passed like they 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 constantly then fight tooth and nail to um roll it back you know that's why you have to defend it like bail reform went into effect in january 2020 in new york city and we are still fighting rollbacks and they're constantly doing doing this so that you know it it feels it can feel overwhelming when it's like oh my god like we have this good thing and then oh now it's held up but like you should just expect it. You know, this is just, this is a part of mm-hmm. it, right? The majority, they're not going to just let you do it. Obviously they don't want it to be that way. So they're fighting it. I don't see it prevailing, but you know, that being said, the law, uh, there are lots of Mickey Mouse courts um, and all kind of things. So you'll never know, but we are fighting it. And it, but it. These things are basically, a lot of these things are one in the court of public opinion, you know, that's why they do their best. To, they branded the pretrial fairness act as the purge law and all of that to get people to oppose it. And when that didn't, you know, when people were, when you were able to effectively kind of push back on that and people 
you know, are still supporting it. And, you know, now they make this initiative. But this is just I, I, I would look at this as a setback. But this isn't a this isn't a derailing. OK, Becky, yeah. I feel yes. like. Hello. Yeah, I feel like uh, as like a white mom in the suburbs, we need you like we need like a Goku like figure to go <laughs> against the other white moms who are whose politics are really bad. Yeah. Uh, and we, yeah, we need you in like the town council meetings or, you know, these, these like goal. local, these local level things that people don't really pay attention to, but that attract the craziest, most deranged kind of people. Yeah, I think, is, sure. I think people don't always necessarily realize is where you can have some of the greatest impact on policies that actually like are, in, you know, are affecting your community and definitely like overarching just like the criminalization and kind of hysteria around like being tough on crime and all the, all the stuff around it, which happens every, which really happens everywhere. Um, I don't know. You can have an, you can, you can, you can impact that stuff like genuinely as like a, somebody in your community who's paying attention to it. Yeah. People really underestimate, by the way, like the city council, how much power the people in the city council have, um, and never know what they even are. So that's also a thing. So, so I want to say that. I just, before I let you go, like, I know people can, you know, mock, obviously, like, mock white liberals or white people that are helping with these things or that are inspired by these things or roll their eyes when they hear you say, oh, you know, George Floyd made me feel this way or go back to school. But at the end of the day, like, that's good. If, you, if anything, if it, it doesn't matter what it is that, you know, galvanizes you to action or makes you want to get involved or like changes your mind or like radicalizes you. Like that's a good thing. And that's, that's the right direction. And of course, like you're on a process. It's a journey. Who knows where you land um, or what you, what you're going to realize is the, the best outlet for how do you fight back or how do you do this? But the, the intentions are right. And I think you should just do what you feel called to do. You know what I mean? What feels natural for you do that. So if that's what, you know, this is what you're doing. I think that is very noble. And I just wanted to say that to you before I let you go. Well, I would like to thank you and appreciate you for that because um, I, I'm also a member, I'm a board member of my local League of Women Voters. So I'm also working to like make sure people are registered to vote and like trying to do things in my community to, you know, promote people voting. And um, at the same time, um Olay, I love you and I love Raheem and I would just like oh, for you to send you. him my love and he's right here uh, literally at me. Yeah. If you could just like keep feeding him fancy feast, like that would be great. Right. He's very upset. I got you. He's not getting it tonight. That's why he's upset. I don't know if you heard his like one, one solitary meow just there. You hear oh completely, you heard him? Completely understand. <laughs> Thank you. That's his hi to you. <laughs> Bye, Becky. <laughs> I love him. Yes, he's so sweet. All right, <laughs> let's see. Tony. Y'all direct your questions to Alex. Um, because that's uh, what everybody y'all Becky hates me. First Jade of all. Hates me. <laughs> everybody <laughs> hates me. <laughs> and that's honestly, I'd like is bro, 
I, it's interesting how this became my lot in life to have serious conversations. And I get it. I understand. I have so I do so much serious stuff. But as you know, Alex, you know how much I only like to talk shit and mess <laughs> in real life. And no one ever wants to let me do it when it comes to platforms. I'm like, let me get my jokes off. Ask me silly shit. Why not be in my, I would, I would, at this point, I would like, people don't even get in my business in a salacious way. Like they're not even, oh, who you, who you dating, what you do, who you like, what kind of man you have a crush on. No, nothing. It's just, allow me, please. What are you, what are your thoughts on this miserable topic today? Are you, are you interested in bringing, you know what I mean? Law, I'm like, oh my God, why, why Let's not be me? silly. Let's be silly. Yes. And then people are like, okay, it's time to talk about systemic racism. Yes, everyone. And I'm like, Lord. (laughs) Hey, Ole. Hey, Alex. I've got goofy questions for both of you. Thank you. Let's go. Um, So, Alex, first, uh, I'm going to ask you what I asked Ole's first guest. If you were a tea, what kind of tea would you be? Um... Lemon ginger. Ooh, all right. I, I thought for sure you were going to say coffee. Coffee. <laughs> oh, no, wait. Oh, That's... fuck. Uh, no, wait. Uh, tea with Bailey's Irish cream in it. Okay. Okay. Very nice. In a way, what happens to green onions when they break out in chives? Not, I, I have no idea. As sorry, I'm I'm um, stoned and totally botched that uh, that joke. As the I really feel do I really feel your pain. I thought it's like wait, do it again. I was trying to give it. What happens to green onions when they have an allergic reaction? They break what? They break out in chives. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I was like, do you have a laugh track? Ole, do you have a laugh track on the- I do think I do. You know. Hold on, hold on. I might. Yes. <laughs> <Yay>! <laughs> I actually think I have my, for whatever reason, I think I have a sound. I haven't used it yet of my best friend's, like, petty laugh. Let me see your laugh. Let's see. Let me see. <laughs> 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 Oh my god, I'm That's such a good. fool. Oh, and then I just have one favor to ask you, Ole, before I bounce. Um, mm-hmm. Would you tell Bender that he mm-hmm. needs to fucking use Colin for you his want, You want Bender to call in? I love that. Let me find out who a Bender fan. I love that. I've never met Matt Bender's now. I love this. I love no, 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 no. Matt, Matt Bender. Yeah, I know who you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just tell him yeah. he, needs, he, needs to, he, needs, he needs to get on this shit because this is... He uses Skype to do all his call-ins. Oh, yes. And I think that it's... he... I feel like he followed me once for, like, ten minutes. And then he unfollowed, but I don't... <laughs> which also tracks. Immediately realized he didn't want to be there. He's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell him. I'll definitely tell him. I think... Yeah, definitely. He probably doesn't even know what Colin is. <laughs> I don't think Bender has any no, idea. Probably, probably not. But, but yeah, like, I, yeah, because it's, it's, it would be. It's very it accessible. Good. I like it because, like, obviously, like, I could have more people if you did something else. But I just think it's a very cute, intimate way to be accessible. And it's also a way for me to say no one can ever say that um, I don't talk to y'all. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, right. I'm like, no one can ever say I be dodging nobody. <laughs> right and like with Skype like it's just kind of like like everybody just you, you just call in and he 
picks up and it just kind of randomly picks up one of them. Like he doesn't, he can't even like control who he's picking up when everybody's calling at the same time. So this, you know, you can see, you know, you see the cue, you know. Yeah. Thank you, Tony. Thank you for everything you do. And oh, last, last thing. Um, You were the only person that uh, I hadn't been uh, aware of on left leftist mafia uh, before that got started. Mm -hmm. And you are my favorite on that entire show. (laughs) I love that. Cause you know, I hear that like a lot of people tell me I'm their favorite. I really, really do love that. That does matter because I'm also the only one anybody ever singles out as they don't like, cause I'm the only black woman there, you know, you know, they're like, even though most yeah. of the comments, I'm the only one that gets single out, so most of it is positive for me, but I'm also the only one you see them feel the need to, like, express all this vehement, like, this, like, for, like, oh, my God, she's so bitchy. So I'm like, you just hate that my black ass is there and that people mm-hmm. feel like, oh, that's really what you're mad about. Um, yeah. So thank you for telling me that. I really, really appreciate that, Tony. All right. Oh, shit. Sorry, Tony. I, 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 uh, I feel always like pressure when people ask questions that are like you know like what kind of dessert are you or like what kind of tea just because it's like oh i'm trying to think of something really interesting and clever but (laughs) i can't so then i say something fucked up you know what i mean it's always like something that i like have nothing for like i don't drink tea you know what i mean so i'm like i don't know no bunch of teas off the top of the dome like if you ask me a strain of weed or something maybe i can tell you something (laughs) I just like lemon ginger tea. That's what I drink sometimes. You know, it's funny. You know, I know we're friends for real. I meant to tell you when I was, I was asking my friend to help me come up with questions to ask you. And I was like, he was like, what's his favorite Pokemon? I was like, Psyduck. Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> I was like, I'm not asking him. I know the answer. <laughs> like, Psyduck. Um, all right. If you want to, if you have questions for us, you should jump on the queue now. I'm about to ask Eric and then Maui. Also, Kirsten in the comments, um, I think that's how you say it, right? K-E-R-S-T-O-N. I saw earlier that you said that you wanted me to talk about Cop City. I did an interview with the Vanguard this week all about Cop City. So you should go and watch that on the Vanguard. It's there. Or if you go to um, my page, Making Make Sense on Instagram, I did a full video breakdown on Cop City. I also put out a, a group of infographics on Cop City, I put out a bunch of information. So that I do have you covered. I have done a full length interview on Cop City, so I got you. Um, and Eric, Mallory, I see you there. You know I love you, boo. You know you're coming. I'm just putting other people who I haven't spoke to first. Uh, all right, let's go, Eric. Talk to Alex. Oh no, Eric. <laughs> oh hey, Eric. Yeah, hey, yeah. I wait. Wait a second. I'm turning this off. Okay. Yeah, I, I've never made a call, I've never made a, made a call here, so I didn't know how to go off mute. Sorry. I get it. Yeah. All right. How are you? How are you guys tonight? Good. What's your question, Boo? Well, I just wanted to start off with a silly question because I've been seeing the photos you post together. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. I recently turned thirty, and okay. I started, and I've started to notice my face is changing a little bit especially because the last two years passed in a blur mm-hmm. so yeah so one day you were 27 and then now you're 30 and you see your face okay what the hell is happening so mm-hmm. i just wanted to ask about if you guys have any skincare information because i see i mean based on the photos i don't know if there's any 
<laughs> digital enhancement, but they look really good. So I just wanted to know if you guys have any skincare. Let's go, Eric. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Alex. <laughs> oh, I just love it. Well, I don't know. I wouldn't ask for me for skincare advice because I'm, uh, you know, a white guy who's like really pale and who burns in the sun. But I, uh, I like doing, I do the hydrating stuff sometimes like, uh, hydrating masks sometimes at night, but to be honest, like, uh, slugging, just like putting petroleum jelly all over your face and like going to bed is actually really, really good for your, for your skin on your face. Um, and beyond that, I started wearing sunscreen like every single day because one of my friends is like, you have to do this. Otherwise you're going to look like a baseball glove when you turn, you know, 45. So that would be my advice. Although I think like people also insult me all the time. So I have no idea if my face looks good or not. People are, you know, cause I read all the mean comments and I internalize all of them. You read them. Oh, I read, let me tell you something. If I ever tell you that I don't read the comments, I'm lying to you. I read, <laughs> I read every single fucking one. I am sick. Not I me. I will, I will literally, literally act like the most deranged rap superstar if I read all the comments. I would be on Instagram Live like Soldier Boy, cussing niggas out, threatening to shoot up the place. <laughs> like if I read all the comments. Fuck no, hell no. I, I, you know, I shudder sometimes just to click show more replies because I know it's about to be fuck shit. And for me, it's not because it hurts my feelings. It doesn't bother me as a person. It's, it isn't that. I just really hate the fact that people be talking. Like, in real life, no one fucking plays with me. I'm not the one. I don't fuck, like, I don't fuck around. My mom and my daddy don't try me. So, like, seeing people anonymously on the internet say things to me unchecked, and I'm like, oh, I... Because in real life, I'd slap your fucking head off your body if you said that shit to me. And that's, that's the thing that upsets me. So I just try to avoid the comments because then I'd just be around here ready to fucking stomp like Bone Crusher. But I don't know who to go stomp on. And then I just have to turn into a witch because I'm like, now nah, I got to manifest evil for these people's lives because I don't know how else I'm going to get my vengeance. So I don't look at the comments. I'd be tight. Um, no, but that is so true. But about, as as I just wanted to say that that is so true. A lot of comments. Because sometimes mm -hmm. when I get on Twitter and I I mostly get engagement when I comment on the on the popular tweets and I just do a random take and everybody just gets uh, discussing and responding and I mm -hmm. and I just I just I just mute the conversation because I already said what I wanted to say. Yeah. I don't want to I don't want to hear what you guys have to say or respond to me. I said what I had to say. The I problem is, if you're like um, people will think that and they'll be like, oh, you know. Why don't you just ignore it or blah, blah, blah. If you are a public figure or anybody with like a large platform, they go out their fucking way to make sure like people want you to know they hate your guts or they have this negative thought about you. They will find ways to share it with you when it is completely irrelevant. They will say it's, it's actually absurd. It will really make it like, I personally think being a public figure on the internet will make you hate mankind. It would really make, it makes you really, really see the worst of people. Because they go out of their way. They will find any way, any outlet to say whatever fucked up shit to you. They they need you to know it. They don't like this about you. They don't like, they bring it up in all kind of contexts. It's like, all right, cool. <laughs> no matter how you try to avoid it, they will they will find a way to get it to you. People have found my work email to send me hate mail. God damn. So, so yeah. Yeah, very much. But as far as skin, um, 
I think I get more credit for my skin than is deserved. People online always say that they ask me what I do for my skin, but I'm definitely one of those bitches that just, I don't know. I'm not qualified to give you a skin routine, like water. I have like maybe two, like I have like, I think um a Neutrogena, like grape facial cleanser or something. And maybe like a black charcoal facial cleanser and maybe like African soap. But other than that, nothing. Just- um, but okay. I do have a tip for white people and skin aging. I do have a tip, not my makeup routine, but I have a tip. I know that I know why white people age bad. It's y'all don't lotion your skin. It's not that black people are black don't crack that we lotion. Why that's what makes y'all skin deteriorate is is lotion. And Bill Burr has an excellent joke about this. Go on YouTube and type in Bill Burr lotion. It's hilarious. He has a whole bit about discovering this through dating black women. But that's what y'all need. You need lotion. Y'all need to lotion. and I don't mean lotion. I I your whole body. Not you know, not select places, the whole body. <laughs> Every time that's that's what it is. That's why that's what we happen into white people's skin. Black people, you know. We, we, we stay lotion down. That's what it is. So, so that's my advice. Stay moist. Yep. Try try Otzi also. There's this company that I like called Otzi that does. I really a, thought you just recommended this man drugs just there. No, no, it's a it's a skin like uh, I don't skin care moisture shit. It's good. <laughs> they're, well, on, it's they're on Instagram. <laughs> Did you have another question, Eric? Well, I mean, no, I wanted to say thank you about that. Because mostly, because I, I live in the Caribbean. Where in the so Caribbean? The Dominican Republic. Okay, but. Yeah, so the sad thing is that people here don't really have a a custom of using, what's this called? The sunscreen. They just, mm-hmm. live with the sun, they just live with the sun as it is. Mm-hmm. And that's, yeah, so that's what it's I have had to be raw dog in the sun. Yeah, that's exactly how it is. But what what's worrying me what is worrying me most lately is the dark circles around the eyes. I don't know what's happening, but I gotta get them in check somehow. Maybe you need to sleep. Sounds like you need rest. Probably. Maybe you need to rest more, Eric. Are you getting rest? <laughs> Just get a snake to bite underneath your eyes and tighten <laughs> the skin naturally. Yeah. But thank you, Eric. All right, Mallory. All right, let's do this. All right, Mallory. Okay, let's see. Did Mallory and then Jade, Yay. and then we'll be free. Hi, Mallory. Hey, Ole. Hi, Alex. Hello. Um, I'm not blocked by you, but you don't follow me back, so, you I'm know. Sorry. Just, 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 <laughs> uh, just, Alex said, oh, my God, everybody's going to call me out directly tonight. You, this you is, what, this is what's happening to me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so I'm, you know, I'm 38 and I look fucking fantastic and it's moisturizer, sunscreen, retinol. So there's... Oh yeah, retinol is cool. Yes, yes. <laughs> I would say, yeah, yeah, retinol is um, cool. Also, like, everybody who's old enough to be listening to this call, you should be regularly getting skin checks. Um, annually, get your skin checks by a dermatologist, even if you have very melanated skin. That's important too, because... Yes. Um, Dark skin gets skin cancer as well. So, y'all yeah, more though. But uh, that's not. Yes. <laughs> well, okay. So, melanoma is we y'all's back. Because we were the dipshits who were like, we need to be tan to get tan for the tan. And so we were in tanning beds. When, yeah. when I was a teenager, it was out of control. But um, we atoned for those sins with the uh, retinol. <laughs> In the, in the late 30s. But my question for Alex is a callback to a couple weeks ago. 
um, to when we were talking about Shirley Ralph and her her answer to what she would tell her 15 year old self and all of the panelists that night answered the question and so I'll put it to Alex what would you tell or what would you say to your 15 year old self um (laughs) 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 buy bitcoin and sell it $55,000 um I don't know uh what the fuck was I doing when I was 15? I was in high school and, um, I'm assuming probably masturbating. Okay. I think I was doing All right. I think I might have been some other stuff on my blade. <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm I, just guessing 15 year old boy. That's what I'm guessing. But yeah, 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 no. Um, assuming you knocked on the door first. And then enter to speak to your 15-year-old self. I don't know. Like, are you supposed to give yourself, like, philosophical advice or something? Um, Whatever you want to tell 15-year-old you, Alex. If you want to, like, literally get your one... It's so hard for me to... It's hard for me to think about... It's hard for me to think about that. Like, I don't know. Only... Okay. Okay, here's the problem. Let me tell you the real problem. Okay, Mm. wait. Okay, so I think the problem is that... I know, oh God, I hate saying this. Um, I'm pretty sure that I am on the spectrum. <laughs> and so, but I haven't, I'm trying to figure out how to deal with that, uh, like with a doctor and stuff like that. But so sometimes questions like this just are crazy for me because I'm like, uh, do I gamify this? in a way or <laughs> or is this like a philosophical question um no i, I think it. i think I... I think it would be like uh like from a ten thousand foot view it'd be like um you know don't worry so much like uh it'll shit will work out kind of you, make you know what i mean like imagine well, you, could, you get to go back in time to talk to 15 year old you and you're basically just gonna punch him on the shoulder like hang in there bud like, yeah it'll be all right like, like, don't worry too much about it. it i don't know like, like I was, <laughs> you should like, be to use ass <laughs> I, you'll be all right like it's fine um yeah because it's like i don't know like my my life is is a pretty good life and like i don't think i'd want to change too much of it to be honest i mean like maybe like a little bit but i um have you seen um I don't know. butterfly effect yeah <laughs> yeah the, yeah okay cuz i just rewatched that you know i saw it in theaters when it first came out and then i just rewatched it a couple of weekends ago just randomly and it it it's funny that you give this answer because I was thinking about that myself. Like, I don't want to go, I don't, I don't want to go flap the butterflies wings and fuck up my life as it is now because it's great. But yeah, yeah there was a valid. good decade in there that shit could have been a lot better, but I'm, I already did that time. Sure. So. <laughs> so, yeah. I think I, I think, yeah, I, I struggled inside of that. You know, I mean, I'm 31 years old. So, like, have I had some times that weren't so much fun in the last, like, 15 mm-hmm. years? Yeah, of course. But, like, um, I don't know. I like where I am now. It's kind of funny because, like, if you told me where I am today, like, if you told me when I was graduating college where I am today, I think I would be confused probably. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but, but, uh, you know, I don't know. Hopefully I write this fucking book. I'd be like, start writing your book now. And then I'd have a book. There you go. Yeah. Invest. I would say invest a thousand dollars a month and you'll have this with 7% interest. And you would, you, actually, no, I would shoot, I would shoot myself in the head directly. (laughs) I mean, that's the other problem though, is like, like would 15 year old, 15 year old you listen? I mean, 15 year old me didn't know what was, what was coming up, but I don't think she would have been like, okay, old, old version of me. I don't don't look like what's really as a teenager. So what's really crazy is I dated the same person from the time I was 15 until on and off until I was like 21, 22. Like I had like a high school sweetheart through college thing, which is like probably one of the dumbest things that you could do. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, no offense to anybody if you're still with your high school sweetheart, but that's fucking crazy. Respectfully. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, Mallory. Thanks, Mallory. You're welcome. All right. Pay your cats. Yes, I will. Um, Jade, that makes Jade our last caller, unless somebody has to jump, unless you have something you really Jade. want to ask, you have to jump on the now. Hi, Jade. Hello again. All right. It's twofold uh, for both of y'all. Same question. Dream blunt rotation list and nightmare blunt rotation list. Dream blunt rotation list. Who I want to smoke with? Hmm. Who is probably real cool that I would get along with? All right. You, you, Alex, you go. You, I'm thinking this over. Give me, y'all give me I a second. to go. Okay. I'm, I'm, okay. Well, then y'all have to actually give me a little, give me, give me 10 seconds to think it through. You have, Okay. I can give some of mine. Mine changes yeah, yeah, you tell sporadically. Us Every time I'm asked this question, I just like come up with a different list. But, okay. Uh, I, you, since you've, I didn't realize that either of y'all smoked weed, so Alex just added to my <laughs> Alex get it gets Alex, Alex society. You and Alex both. Um, Snoop Dogg. I mean, <laughs> just have to. Yeah. Seth Rogen. Um, I would love to get somebody like oprah high for the first time mm-hmm. uh just like see what happens i just feel like that would be really funny and then as um i already said seth rogan uh okay go, nightmare list i'm sorry yay absolutely not I, like i don't even want to be in, i would i would like avoid him if i ever saw him mm-hmm. uh love him though love love from a distance you know you know uh-huh um who else would be, oh my gosh, uh, probably the, oh God, I forgot her name. She's, okay, I don't remember her name. Pretty much any, like, young uh, Gen Z actresses, just because I'd be like, I don't know. We just live in different worlds. I don't know to offer this conversation, but then, I don't know. Um yeah, those um, are some of mine. I would go with Mag the Stallion, Young Miami, oh my Young Miami, G Herbo, Wiz Khalifa, Seth Rogen, and Beyonce. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, be lit. I <laughs> I would guess. Yeah, that's what I'm going with. I think it was actually. I would wear it. That's like really funny. Yep. I would, yep. I would, I see it. I'm adding Na- adding to my list. Nightmare blunt rotation. Beyonce. <laughs> A nightmare blunt rotation. Honestly, yo, when I smoke with my, I, I don't, don't nobody, if there are any Bahamians on here, if y'all fucking tell my auntie, cause she real emotional for real, don't say nothing. Like I will be uh, so upset. Um, yo, my auntie, whenever she, my, <laughs> whenever I smoke with my auntie, she start on some long winded emotional shit. <laughs> that I don't want to be a part of. And I just like, oh, fucking kill me now. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> so this is, it's not even a rotation. That's my name. Honestly, my, my nightmare rotation would be my mom. My I mom, would, yes. my aunt, and my dad. I'd blow my fucking brains out. <laughs> like, like, yeah. Really, yeah. I, 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 I my would, mom and my dad yeah. would ever smoke with me. They would never. My daddy, my daddy would never smoke. <laughs> he seems, yeah, he seems very wholesome. Well, I don't know about wholesome. I wouldn't call him wholesome, but he, he don't smoke. <laughs> but funny enough, my daddy, my daddy, fun fact, my daddy follows me on Twitter. Oh, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, so, my dad wholesome. He lets me live. But that's my, Alex, you ain't come up with nobody. Who you smoking with? Oh, God. Um, Alex is like, it already gives me anxiety. Now you want me to film more yeah, people to be around? Probably just, like, me. My dream would be, like, me and Frank Ocean and okay. my brother. That's so I did not see that coming. That is, and, that is different. Yeah. Because I think that would be, like, really cool. And then we could probably, like, make a song. <laughs> or like I could watch okay. them like make a song, yeah. Uh, and then my nightmare would be, you know, like Hitler, probably. <laughs> yeah, fair. Um, you know, it's a, an unpopular opinion. I always thought Frank Ocean was a dick. He always kind of came off as a dick to me because back mm-hmm. in the day, no, no one probably remembers this. I'm sure they know. <laughs> but back when he first first came about, I remember like before he like before he came out of saying he was gay and Channel Orange or whatever, right? He blew up like when he was just starting to kind of be a thing on Twitter and. Chris Brown tweeted like, um, he was like, "Oh, Frank Ocean's music is amazing." Blah 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 blah. Really good in front and Frank. Oh Ocean yeah, <laughs> nigga, fuck you. <laughs> I gotta yeah. be. I don't want to. And I remember being like, "God damn, like why you like this, bro?" <laughs> like, um, so I have nothing but respect for him after seeing that video of him getting in a fight in the parking lot and just fucking bodying that guy. Have you seen oh, that? Yeah. Oh, it's so good. It's like some dude is. I think it was. What? It was somebody's like security guard or something uh, at like a show in the parking lot was like talking shit. And he's like, all right, let's fight. And he beat the shit out of him. Oh, wow. I and I'm just like, right. all right, respect. That's real. Oh, someone asked. Let me ask this before I go. They, um, they, they said, um, Olay and Alex, what artists would you want to see perform live in concert, concert, dead or alive, top five? Well, Beyonce. Yes. Um. I have so many. <laughs> Michael Jackson. Oh, that would be. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, Whitney Houston. Yes. Um. Mm, am I going? Am I going Tupac and Biggie or Biggie? Let me see. Ooh. Well, I would. I would love Nina Simone to see her live. She's. That would she's be magical. Lit. That would be lit. You ain't lied. Hmm. Also, I just want to say uh, another answer. Sometimes that to the smoking questions I've given is uh, just by myself because I agree with the- nightmare blunt rotation. 
No, not the nightmare. Dream. <laughs> Sorry, that's like, my that's my nightmare. That's my nightmare. It's oh, a DMX myself. concert would go fucking crazy. Yup. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, DMX. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Actually, I think okay. So Beyonce, Beyonce, Michael Jackson, Whitney Houston, DMX, and I am Aaliyah. Ooh, that's yeah, that's the wrong way. Yeah, uh, Hurston, I see your point. Um, Huston, Kirsten, about yeah, Chris Brown knocking out is kind of justified. I, 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 yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just like I, I kind of have never really, and I, and I become more mindful of this the, the more my own public profile bills and I don't think people take this into consideration. But like, I really don't like go after people or like say negative things about them, like for no reason or like unprovoked, especially if they're nice to me. The idea to me is somebody like at the time, like obviously like we know a lot now it's been like, it's been like, we've known Chris Brown now for what, 20 years, 15 years, however much. So we know a lot more about him now that makes it feel justified. But at the time it was like, Chris Brown had kind of had a, you know, like incident. He was being like shit on and torn apart and like really like just being killed by white mainstream um, America. And he said mm-hmm. something nice about Frank Ocean and my nigga was just like, Mm-hmm. Kill him, like, and I was just like, "Damn, can you let my man's breathe?" But it always just came to be like, "All right, Frank Ocean clearly is not for play, play." Um, but obviously, Chris Brown is a problematic character. Chris Brown is problematic for a number of different reasons. So about it, um, Michael Jackson. Listen, if I could see just purely the strength to see Michael Jackson perform "Scream," do I love "Scream" or "Remember the Time"? Like, I would. That would. That would give me life. His, that would be amazing. Yeah. Oh no! I know Jada Sanchez. I know I was not, I was not offended. Um, at you saying I was was what at you saying I was a pterodactyl. I was not hurt. Um, I was I was not hurt. <laughs> so that is fine, boo. Um, did Alex give Alex? Who, who are you going? Who are your top five? Um, you know, I agree though. Some you like you know, I feel like you shouldn't have to give that many. Sometimes on these questions, I feel like yeah. Bowie. Uh, David Bowie. Okay. Ooh, yeah. Um, Casey and the Sunshine Band. Uh, wow. Probably the band. And the band. I don't fucking know. I'm googling them. I never heard of them. You know, there's you know some of their songs. I think. Probably, maybe not. <laughs> um, what, like, okay, what about like what Bowie era? Um, definitely Zig, Ziggy Stardust. Ziggy Stardust. Ooh, okay. That's my. Well, that's yeah. probably my favorite album of all time. Yeah. Um, and then, fuck, I don't know. Michael Jackson would be fucking sick, to be honest. One hundred percent. Yeah. Um, but honestly. Princess that's like a really good one. Uh, oh yes, because Kiss is my favorite. Is one of my like top five favorite songs of yes. all time. So between um, Kiss and, and, and Raspberry Beret, I might have to. I might have to take out who did I put last in my list? Who who did I have there? Um, uh, I might have to take out somebody and put Prince, but I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think you had DMX. Mm, I can't pull DMX. That I can't do it. <laughs> Take no, I go crazy. I listen. I go up for party up in here. I will lose my mind. Yeah. Um, 
Um, but okay. All right, Jade, let me let you go because I see um, two more people jumped in the calling, even though you were the last caller. So thank you. Bye, thank you. Let me do Bye. that. All right, Callie, you did talk. So if I'm going to call one more person, it's got to be Yalda since I didn't talk to them already. So, oh, Yalda, you, well, goddamn, I was about to call you and you gave up. You see why when things, you see why you must not quit? You was almost there. You was almost there. If you reappear in the next four seconds, I could do something about it. If not, <laughs> I go in once, I go in twice. Yalda, if you had something you really wanted to say, did you? All right, I guess I might as well let Callie see what their last thing was. All right, Callie, make it quick so I can let Alex. Alex has to go represent people in the morning. I have to go to fucking Queens. Do you know how evil that is? Oh, God. No, that would, couldn't be me. Why is Queens evil? Because it's very far away from where I live. So. I fucking hate Queens. Queens is my least favorite. I fucking hate Queens. Um, it's evil. Yeah. <laughs> what's up, Callie? Uh, what's your favorite strain of weed? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an indica girl myself. <laughs> Death bugger. Um, if I had to choose one, there was this, yo, okay, the greatest weed I ever seen in my life I ever experienced when I went to Vegas for my 28th birthday. <sighs> Bro, there was, it was called Jenny Kush, and it was, I'm telling y'all, the weed looked like glitter. It looked like glitter. You needed to see it. I can't do it justice. It was crazy. And yeah. My entire 28th birthday, so I did a birthday trip, me and all, like, about, me and I want to say, like, nine of my friends, uh, we went to Vegas, and my whole of I was like, bro, I just want to be fried. Like, I was supposed to, like, <laughs> went to the dispensary, and when I say to you, the entire trip, that's, like, there, I don't, in every picture from my 28th birthday trip, I'm wearing shades, because my eyes look fucking crazy in every picture, <laughs> and, that, and that's when I realized, actually, that shades look good on me, and that became a part of my aesthetic, <laughs> but, but at the time, it was just like, oh, wow, I look fucking nuts um, in these pictures. Fried. So, uh, Jenny Kush from a Vegas dispensary. That's my answer. I, and uh, you don't have to answer this, I guess, but uh, what other drugs have you done? Oh, you guys. <laughs> oh, oh, you wildin'. We're, hey, we're what other drugs? Can you uh, say all the drugs you've done and the measurements? On this recorded call? <laughs> yeah, on this recorded call. <laughs> yeah, can, I, can you give me your social insurance number? <laughs> what other drugs have you done? Yeah. I, 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 think, I think that, honestly, like, my, my, one of my issues is that I feel like um, people uh who are really into psychedelics are really kind of like whatever about psychedelics like they it's a powerful drug you know what i mean like i think that i i did a lot of psychedelics in college and i think that they definitely had an impact on me in a lot of different ways but including like you know triggering some of my anxieties that i still like kind of deal with and have today and I think that, like, that's a real thing that people kind of are dismissive of. Like, I think that there's a tremendous, like, healing power in the use of psychedelics in various ways. But yeah. I don't necessarily think it's happening when people are just like, yeah, like, we're going to do shrooms and go in the woods, you know? What I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, like, um, so that's the one thing I will say. I was also, like, heavily, heavily into cocaine, when I was uh, in law school, um, I, oh, honestly, and, I will not. And be I, the, but I appreciate. And it. I was, um, that was like, 
really bad. Like uh, the, uh, you know, not to get too much into the details of it, but like, it was not good. Um, and it was kind of one of those things where it was like, doing a you know there's a little bit of cocaine and like people in the people in some people in law school are doing cocaine you know whatever and then it was like hey it's thursday night i'm doing some cocaine in the bathroom at my you know my dad's house on long island and we're just like hanging oh, out no. and i'm like yeah. oh maybe i'm doing too much cocaine actually um <laughs> and uh how much would you go through, like in a week i'm not i mean like we're not gonna i'm not gonna tell okay. you but, <laughs> like, but like but you were like uh, addicted kind of i think i think it was like not good you know what i mean i think it was not good um i think like i agree with i think his name is eric hart the the guy at columbia i haven't read his book but he's the guy who's like who talks about like responsible like adult drug use you know what i mean um He's, he was he, he made a lot of headlines like uh, like two years ago because he was talking about like people using heroin recreationally um, and he uh, is a pretty interesting dude I think I think there is like a responsible way to use drugs I just think that um, it can be dangerous for people uh, who have family histories and predispositions or blah, 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 blah. And the truth is like the fence stuff, like a lot of people are dying because of fence. Like that's extremely real. I think the way that it plays out in media is all fucked up, obviously. Um, but like that shit's real. Um, and I had a bad experience to be honest, like what took me away from cocaine more than me being like, Oh, this is a problem was I had a scary experience with cocaine and then i was like i'm never doing cocaine again and literally never did it again because of that experience um which is like lucky in some ways because i also you know know people who have od'd so like that shit's real and also yeah i mean yeah cocaine is is i think a bad drug not a drug that i am a, a fan of when sure. you know now i mean at the time i was really into it for sure <laughs> but but uh not anymore um yeah but i think i, I agree still... <laughs> sorry we is dope well yeah i have nothing to disclose <laughs> yeah i just like don't i don't like I don't know. I mean, it's also kind of loaded, right? Because it's like, I'm a white dude. So like, I can get away with saying a lot of these things. You know what I mean? Like, when a white guy comes and says, like, that they experimented with these drugs, like, you know, fucking Steve Jobs being the most famous example of somebody being like, uh, it being praised, you know, like, oh, mind bending use of drugs. Um, Crackheads so fast that they get me on audio. Right, right. Totally, totally. Or just like, yeah, just drugs in general. Like, I definitely there's there's that's at play for sure but i still think it's like i don't know for me it's kind of like well if i can do that then i should because maybe it can help the de- yeah. you know take away stigma so because because it's also such bullshit too right because it's like everybody's doing drugs everybody is doing drugs like 100 yeah. you know what i mean like not literally everyone but like a lot of people in your life are doing drugs um and it's weird that we do this thing where we like pretend like the only people that are doing drugs are like these, you know, shadowy nefarious characters who live, you know, wherever. Right. And also prescriptions. Right. Jade is saying prescriptions, which is like 
the most glaring example of addiction is like, you know, people being addicted to opioids and pills and fucking Zannies and all and everything you can think of. Yep. I love Xanax. <laughs> I don't, I don't do certain drugs because I do have an addictive personality. Like I've never done cocaine just simply because uh, I know I if I liked it, that'd be a fucking problem for me. No, okay. uh, that's yeah. enough. And in terms of acid, for sure, I agree with that point. Like, I've met a couple people who had psychotic breaks on an acid trip. So, for sure, definitely know what you're getting into. But I think for sure, like, the prohibitive attitude everybody takes about it definitely sort of prevents the correct information from getting out there. Yeah, and I think, uh, I think, yeah, that's... That's right. I, I think part of the problem, too, is that, like, then the opposite happens where because people can't get access to kind of, like, reliable information, um, they'll just be like, well, this I know X, Y, Z people who say these things and I trust them. But there are, like, dangers associated with every drug. It's just, like, you need to be aware of, like, what those dangers actually are, what they actually look like versus, like, you know actual propaganda that's used just to like criminalize people generally or just like bad information. But yeah, like I don't think people with like, you know, extreme anxiety would have a fun time on like an intense acid trip. You know, not at all. (laughs) Like you're just like not going to have a good time. No. (laughs) Yeah, definitely not. Thanks guys. Thank you. Bye. Right. That brings us. That brings us to the close of the show. Thank you, Alex, so much for not not to somebody. I'm glad that we ended talking about all the illegal things that I used to participate in. (laughs) Love that it's the very end. That makes it the least the the thing they're least likely to hear. You know what I mean? Yeah, they they get it like hour two. They're like, "Ah, this is useless. I'm not listening to this." Right, and literally the last minute of it is the confession. (laughs) Like, yeah, these are all the drugs that. Also, all of that, I was just joking. It was a lie. Right. It's just, it's just for discourse. <laughs> yeah. I'm just goofing. I don't know anything about that stuff. <laughs> Thank you so much, Alex. I really, really appreciate this. Thank you for coming yeah. on talking to everybody. I'm going to Queens. I'm going to Queens in the morning. I'm literally which... bad. My, my throat is starting to hurt, so I'm about to tell everybody that expects anything of me tomorrow, like, oh, I'm sick. I'm in my bed. I'm about to, when the minute I get off here with you, I'm about to go on a walk to go find Advil. 